What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Bridge the Gap. Beam. Today, we have Witness up in here today. Witness been around for a hot minute in the game, so I'm real excited. Plus, I think you want to, like, the one of the few French artists on, like, the city that I've really going to have the opportunity I've done this with so far. Nice. And given this show's called Bridge the Gap, I feel like we need to be doing more of that because I think a lot of us on this side of the city... We're like on this side of Saint Laurent, and I wasn't around back then, but they weren't so cognizant of what y'all were doing on the other side of Saint Laurent, and so just capturing that history and starting to like make those connections, I think is just beneficial for everyone. And yeah, so bridge the gap. This is the show where we talk to interesting people such as Witness, and we go through Thank their you, life man. stories, and we try to you know put it all down there so everyone can get to know you a bit better in a different way. Um, I'm not yet used to doing this in the room with people. I don't know if I'm supposed to look there. I don't know if I'm supposed to look there. So y'all gonna just deal with that situation. If you like what we do, like, comment, subscribe, patreon.com slash behind that suit show support. And if you are on Twitch in the future, Amazon Prime subscriptions are free money to us. On that note, to get this started off properly, we have a whole proper opening and it starts off with a little mini question you need to let us know where you start your life as the youngest witness there is it started in montreal uh, the hospital called saint luke saint luke in 84 and afterwards we lived like for a year in Mont-Royal afterwards we we've been to uh, Bangladesh for four years me and my family stop your like earliest <laughs> memories are in Bangladesh yes yes bro and afterwards we moved to, to, to Canada back we we, we we back to Canada in the suburbs in Repentigny the east side of Montreal right, and cool that's it for now yeah. so we know that it's going to be a mix of it's important it's a mix and of it's Bangladesh get complicated even more in the suburbs of Quebec I but, uh, not where not where I come from and not where most of the people you hear on the show come from but now's the real opening question That's so cool. it's a little bit of a story and it takes a quick minute to get through um, and it all starts off with my girlfriend one time she washing the dishes she got her phone playing and it's that black eyed piece on the I got a feeling ooh she's vibing she's She's dancing. She's doing her thing. I look at her and I have this whole thought. I'm like, when in the fuck did this shit become chores music? Because if you think about this track and you run it back to like 2010 and whatnot, it's like the party anthem. Everybody's celebrating. Even 10-year-olds are turning up in the classrooms. Everybody's loving life to this song. You run it 10 years later, musical landscape has changed a whole lot. And now we're doing dishes to that track. We, we working out to that. It's on that that list of songs that we put on when we're doing some boring shit and we're trying to get back to the fun vibes of our youth and whatnot. It got me thinking about how music doesn't really change. These songs, they're the same songs, but our relationship with music evolves over time. So if you think about, you know, them little 20-year-olds, they be drilling and all that right now. They don't know that they're going to be getting sturdy to the dishes <laughs> when they are aged later on in life. And that's just the cycle of how all this goes. That's true. So it got me thinking about the hip-hop interviews and the way that, you know, people describe the stories of artists. And it seems like every single time everybody's already like 10, 11 years old, they already love hip-hop and they already started writing rhymes and there's nothing in their life before that, which is kind of weird because music is one of them things that's around us the whole time. So if there's a good chance when he popped out in that hospital in St. Luke, there's a little, you know, a song playing in the room and a little baby witness was absorbing <laughs> it. And, you know, I, just, I say that because I think back to growing up in Saint Luke. 
I was like, you know, five, being in the apartment. My dad had the gray boxes, the amp, the preamp, the tape deck, the record player, all the wires going to the little mm. bootleg, um, the bootleg little surround sound in the room with the speakers everywhere. And during the daytime, it would be like Krista Bergs and Led Zeppelins and things like that. During the nighttime, it was Ooh. MC Mario's and the Virgin Club. No, it wasn't Virgin. It was just Mix 96, whatever the Mix, fuck it was called back Mix in the day. Mix 92 and... Whatever, it was same <laughs> station. But it was all these techno vibes and all this different shit. My mom's, it was more... EDMs and, no no my mom's was more love songs and musicals and discos and so collectively nice. they were playing all this shit there's the pop music happening and the one thing that's constant is I have no control over what the fuck I'm listening to in my <laughs> life because I'm like five so with all that being said Mr. Witness <laughs> oh. can you run us back to the youngest version of yourself that you remember being even if it's in Bangladesh and tell us what it sounded like to be you before you could control the music <laughs> in your life well, before I could control the music <laughs> on, on my life, in my life, wow, okay. It was really my father playing uh, his music that he liked, and it was uh, like Pink Floyd and all that progressive rock and roll from England, uh, like Caravan and Yes and uh, Genesis. So those those was really were the songs that I really, really listened to. And also my mom with uh, some Brazilian stuff and it was really like banging hard like the the, the sambas and also bossa novas from like, Brazil like vinyls and shit or was it radios and uh, my, my, my dad was already on his CD games as soon as, I, as 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 far as I can remember maybe the cassettes as well but not really vinyls but yeah yeah he had a lot of vinyls but I, I don't remember him playing his vinyls yeah that's fair. Shout out Davy man. That dude ended up boom, being boom. a blessing in my life. I can tell you that much. Boom. Shout out. Um, but yeah, so you you had a lot of music. Were your parents like into it? Like did they sing and were they like big fans or was it more like it was just on and it was just something that was there? They were not uh, musicians uh, at all. They're still not musicians, but uh, they were really into music, like listening to music. My father was like m labeling all the cassettes, all the things, and he had like a big, big, big stereo, stereo player and that kind of stuff with all the stages. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what they were, what he was doing with all that. But I mean, uh, so he was really into music. But my grandfather, my Brazilian grandfather, was a violinist, like professional violinist. So. What's the word? What was the word? The, the, the violin? Yeah, violinist. Or violinist. Also, uh, I think yeah. it's violinist. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of violent. <laughs> but, um, so, so you got to like see your, your grandpa playing at like proper shows and whatnot, going backstage, VIP. No, not at all. Not at all. But I heard of it and he, he stopped because he, he got injured like when he was maybe in his 30s and he... So he stopped and doing. He had a family and things were were different afterwards. I can imagine. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not the era like we're <laughs> no. in where you can just make music, <laughs> just just do it <laughs> while you have a family. You know, no. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it was a big part of your life around that. So when you were young, though, were you interested in music? Like, were you singing and dancing, or was no. it just like there? It was there. I'm. Man, um, I was not really, I was not interested in, interested in music at all. Uh, I started like listening to the Beach Boys and stuff when I was like eleven. That was really strange, but I, I dig that. Man, the Beach Boys are fucking great. They're, they're dope, bro. They're all over Adam Sandler movies and shit. <laughs> 
Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but like, okay, so you weren't a music guy when you were young, but like, were you a sports dude? Were you into comic books and video games? Like, tell us a bit about what a little oh, basics man. got up to. That's so nice to say because I was always outside. Uh, I was living in a suburb near a, a river, so we were always playing outside and play, yeah, uh, inside we were playing the Super Nintendo and Street Fighters, that kind of stuff. Go! But I was always playing outside with slingshots and uh, <laughs> trying to kill uh, whatever bird that I could, uh, not really killing, but try to shoot at everything that was moving and I was not <laughs> a human. <laughs> and uh, they were making like uh, the cabin on the in trees, like trees houses and. Pfft, this was really my 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 uh, my my childhood outside playing. So you were really out there with slingshots. Yeah, bro, slingshot I was shit, like finding rocks and. Yo, yo, big time, big time. So it was, uh, it w that was a blessing because afterwards, when I get into skateboard and everything, I had, I felt it felt different, mm. kind of. Fair enough. That's still crazy to me to think, like, because like you're about three years older than me, and I grew up not far from here. Like where we're at in NDG right now. Y'all don't necessarily mm -hmm. know that. Um, and it was not like that at all. There's parks nearby, but it's mostly <laughs> like apartment buildings. And like if you're going outside unsupervised, like that changed because it got stranger dangers and shit. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, a couple hours here and there. But there's not like, yo, go play at the river, come back. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I was directly living. The river was really my 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 yard uh, my in, in my backyard so, uh, so fishing and digging like bones like <laughs> like a uh, cow bones and that kind of, we we thought it was like dinosaurs when we were younger you know what i mean that was crazy bro it well, was really really nice you guys were like mini archaeologists yeah we were but when jurassic park came came to the te theaters and everything we were really into this oh man amazing time shout out to all my repentini guys in the 80s went around picking up cowboys thinking they were dinosaurs I love it oh man now, shout out that for real that's different yeah, in yeah. a cool way where I'd go do that now as an adult <laughs> I would too man I might want some yeah. fun guy but like yeah, I, I would definitely yeah. think it's a fun time uh, in a different way but uh, <laughs> that's crazy to think man I, was, I just spent my yeah. whole life like fucking playing video games and shit cause I was not an athlete so Get it. It, was, Get it. It, was, it was a lot of indoors. Um, were you like it, like drawing or anything like that in your past? Not at all. Not at all. But my uh, my mom was doing it. Where she was painting. My brother was really drawing as well. I was, but uh, me, I was more like always outside playing and trying to be the fastest kid and trying to be the the the, the strongest kid at this or that and i was i was passionate about martial arts that's true though mm. yeah martial arts like taekwondo and bruce lee and all that type of stuff i was really into this you saw the bruce lee movie and it was over yeah exactly but it was even before that even Sorry. before it, yeah <laughs> i mean it's nice to talk about this nah fucks with it i did karate for three years and i remember the the feeling of moving up belts like when you get past white belt and you that's get yellow dope. belt like Yo, it's over. Yeah, you, you, for life. For life after You're this. You're like, yo, I, whatever you want to say, <laughs> I, I got past white belt. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember a kata from back then and shit. Like, yo, you like really remember that martial arts shit. I'm, like, Facts. I'm not acting like I'm good at any of it. I just remember the moves. <laughs> shout out Lindell and shout out MCO for pulling up as well. Shouts. It's always dope to see people come through on the live. Belt is good to whip kids' ass. 
Fair enough, Jamie, man. I hear you, my G. I don't have kids yet, but I imagine it be like that. Beach Boy got hot, simple to flip. That's so true. It's a fact. Yeah. I love the live interact. This is why Twitch is lit when you got people You're pulling right. up and talking. You're right. Yo, it could be hard. I, I've seen it. This is how they get longer because it's the chat, right? So let's say there's no chat. That's when your interviews and shit get shorter. But when the chat starts, even like two people, you just know in the back of your mind. And then they'll pop up in an hour. You're like, oh, he's still there. Okay. <laughs> and it just changes the game. Um, so you said you became like a skater at a certain point. Is this like as yeah. you start to evolve into adolescence and become? Exactly. So like, do you remember in that phase? Because usually that's when people start to discover like their first favorite songs where it's like less of your parents shit and more. That's my song. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that first one that you heard that music became something you cared about? Absolutely. It was the first song that I heard uh, on the uh, Wu-Tang uh, 36 Chambers album. So uh, and my in my memories it was Cream. When I when I pressed play it was Cream playing and then I was like what is this? I, I didn't really know what hip hop was at this time. It was 95. So yeah, Cream and also uh the uh, Cypress Hill uh, Temple of Boom and Black Sunday albums. Right. How did you um, get to these albums? Like, what was your hookup? He, uh, the the big brother of one of my guys, my guy named Jay's, and he, I've done music with the boy for years afterwards. Yeah, a lot of times yeah. it's a big brother. Yeah, big brother. Yeah, he was like three three years older than us. Gave me that cassette. You should listen to that. I thank you, my man. <laughs> yeah, so forever, Jay's bro Jay's brother, or was it Jay's is my guy and his brother Jay's named David. Brother is the guy yeah. who introduced Witness yeah. to hip hop via Wu Tang. Yeah. And did you watch American Saga? Uh, just the two first, uh, the first or the first season, maybe. There's three seasons yeah, now. The third season just yeah. like it just ended. I really need to see all the seasons, bro. I just saw once the the, the first one or maybe a little bit of the second one. I don't really remember. I dig that. Yeah, I, it was dope. I don't really like the Brizza guy, but <laughs> but yo, but yo, it is what it, it is. is. On Disney Plus. Uh, no, okay. I hear you. I feel like the actor for Riza is very stiff, but then I. I heard where Riza in like interviews and you can kind of get what he's going for. I'm like, I don't know Riza yeah. like that. Um, but yo, the third season special, it's got some episodes where it's like, you are going to love them or hate them, but it's special. Okay. Yo, I can't wait to see that. Nice. Um, nice. So you get into Wu-Tang at that point and yep. are you like, and you also get into skater culture at the same yep. time. Yep. So like what introduces you to skater culture? Uh, back in those times, I mean, skate was really related to uh, to hip hop, as I know. Uh, it, there, there was like a lot of uh, skateboard movies and a lot of four one ones movies and flip and all of those movies were really hip hop. Like hip hop's hip hop was everywhere uh, in those movies. So this is how I I learned about like exhibit paparazzi and you know, people like skateboarder were doing tricks on their song, and afterwards I was looking to the, the credits and then okay exhibit paparazzi okay what is it trying to search that asking people um yeah that's about Bro, it. that's basically like tiktok back in the day if you really <laughs> think about you're it right. yeah you're right it's like a 45 second like trick or a run a skateboard run and just you a part of the song the actual effort to find this song it wasn't yeah. just click on the yeah. sound you had to ask people, like, do you know Exhibit, Paparazzi? What the fuck are you talking about? Nobody was talking about hip-hop, not in the suburb. But 
Uh, we were we were not a lot of people uh, into hip hop. Like super French out where you were. Absolutely French, like a hundred percent. So <laughs> does that like play a lot into like stuff like so take like Wu Tang? Wu Tang's all over the world. Do the French folks still fuck with Wu Tang? All the um, not all the kids, but me directly when I heard it, I, I fucked with it, and I know that it was the case for a lot of other kids because we were a lot of kids growing up listening to that album i knew a lot of kids so yes my man really wu-tang and cypress seal beastie boys they they hit the uh the francophone uh populations yeah. as and well to be fair i feel like our age group is a lot more open-minded than our parents and a lot of the bigotry that you're going to encounter does not come from people under the age of 40 and i'm saying it's that high at this point like i mean <laughs> i don't know that much about middle and nowhere quebec but mm -hmm. at least in montreal and the suburbs like Mm -hmm. um, probably so I can imagine most of y'all were like encountering it and maybe being a bit different with it but I'm just curious right cause like I grew up in an entirely English ecosystem while yeah. I lived in Quebec when it came to media we just goofed on French music like it was just like fuck French music like we're not listening to that cause it's I French. was not either I was not either I was not listening to French music besides rap from uh, France and afterwards came like the Sampressions and in 99 that I, I started really like listening to French hip hop from Montreal. And I was 15, 16. So it took a while. And then before <laughs> that, it was just English hip hop. Yeah. And when I heard the French hip hop before that, I, I, I was mocking it as well, even as a French guy. <laughs> Did you understand it back then? Like, were you bilingual? Not that much, man, to be really honest, man. Not that much at all. And that's a blessing as well, because I think there was a lot of messages that was maybe not for a 12 years old, uh, like listening to some Biggie songs and like <laughs> Tupac's talking about bitches and everything and guns and selling crack and I don't really know if I mean I don't know if it would have influenced me in a way I don't really think so but nah. really no it was it would have not but I mean here's the thing you either were gonna go down that path in yeah. life or you were not gonna go down that exactly. path in life exactly. and I don't know what okay like is it like possible that like to a degree hearing certain songs may put certain people who were not exposed to it into a lifestyle like it's yeah possible, but yeah. like i'm talking a tiny ass percentage yeah because yeah. like yo most suburban white kids that be like fucking listening to hip-hop don't turn to drugs and the ones that were gonna turn You're to right. drugs they were gonna when they start selling this shit they were doing that regardless like you right you know i don't yeah. i don't know that's yeah, just my right. perception on it yeah because like i mean I didn't really understand what that, to be fair, like when I'm like 12 and 13, I clearly remember I sit back with this pack of zigzags mm. and this bag of this weed, but I don't really know what that line meant. Mm. It was just words to me. I, I kind of knew what weed was at like 12 or 13, but I didn't really know what any of that mm -hmm. meant until I was like way older. And then I like listened to it again. I'm like, oh, zigzags are the papers. <laughs> yeah, I get it. But I have to say that yeah, it has an influence on on I think that it has an influence on on kids sometimes cuz I felt it as well when I was really like deep into hip hop and I know that 
like I, I've got, I, I got a little bit influenced by ge- like getting into crime and getting outside in the street, did, always like hanging with the boys and doing stuff. And because it was also there's a, there was adrenaline uh, in this, like risking his his life is really something. Like, anyways, and I know that hip hop was a part of this, and I I I don't really talk about this often, so I don't really have like an idea on it. But uh, maybe it's gonna be for another day. But uh it's it's interesting it is yeah i mean to me these are just interesting conversations mm. um that should be talked about to True. some degree because there's got to be a psychosocial True. impact on whether or not french dudes and english dudes hearing the same music and their understandings versus crime rates that should be a study <laughs> yo that would be really interesting like but for I'm a not, memoir de maitrise like, or something personally shit. like i don't say it from a place of judgment mm. like i have my my perceptions on hip-hop are kind of nuanced mm. like the people in New York didn't live the same life that we did, so it's hard to even True. compare this shit. Access to things True. is mad different up here. Like, mm. I think you have to choose to want to do a lot of things in Montreal, whereas you don't have, you know, it's different. Like, mm-hmm. what I mean is I'm the kind of dork that didn't realize shit was happening in high school. Like, I went to Wager, and if you know what that means, it was, you know, it has the cops were there every day while I was in grade 10. Mm. Like, every day. But, like... I never encountered none of that shit, okay? Nobody ever tried to sell me drugs. Nobody was trying to put me into the... I was just some, like, dorky kid that nobody fucking wanted to include in none of that shit. Like, there was none of it. One time somebody offered me weed and I, like, completely chickened out. One time a girl was like, let's go smoke a joint and fuck, and I chickened out. Like, that was me back then in high school. So, like... I don't know. I think if you were going to do uh, some shit, you were going to do some shit. Yeah. I'd be listening to rap since I'm 12. The yeah. Great White Hope came through. Well, well, you're, yeah. If it was, yeah, you're right. When you're influenced, when you could be influenced by something, if it's not going to be hip hop, it's going to be movies. Maybe rocks. it's going to be comics. Pops when I was in high school. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, you're right. If you're influenceable, if it's a word, Yo, dead ass you're movies gonna made be... me want to do things way more. Absolutely, Yo, movies made yeah. me want to like fuck in... way before I should have wanted to fuck. <laughs> Yo, that's a big, big fact. Oh like, my lord! I don't lord. know if you remember <laughs> the late '90s, early 2000s, but it was like sex jokes. Yeah, they were max, bro. That's 14. all that shit was. They were looking like 25 years old, but in the movie they were 15. <laughs> oh, it was a wild time. Oh man! But yeah, so you went through high school as a skater. And then, yep. like, how does that evolve in your shit? So, like, does that, like, inspire you to want to make music? Or are you just doing skateboard shits and trying to be a skater for real reals? Mm, skateboard was really my second passion. First one, it was martial arts. Afterwards, it was really skateboard. Like, sleeping with my skateboard. Like, obviously, literally, I did it. Like, it was when I was young, first skateboard I had, I slept with it. You know, just, like, <laughs> in, my, in my bed. Like, I really... Because it was, it was something. When I was 11, like, watching skateboarders, they were so good at it. And I... I, I f- Anyways, I was really passionate. And I have became, like, semi-pro and doing... It words. Say competitions. That means you're getting uh, semi-paid? Yeah. Yeah, but now it was just, like, sponsorship, like, decks and clothings and that kind of stuff. But I was really young, from 13 to maybe 16 that I was sponsored. And afterwards... Hip hop came in my life, and right. I quit. So you spent your whole high school years doing like tournaments and shit, like competing. Yeah, but really not in a big, big, big. Uh, come on, the scale. 
It's really like local Montreal, uh, sometimes in Ottawa, that kind of stuff. But I was young, so I was always competing against other young people, like, like other 13. So I was not like the what you see today, but I was doing some impressive shit. I can assure, assure you that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that half the people you see today are only doing the shit they see today because of what they saw y'all do back in the day. Like, it's evolution on things. Exactly, exactly, yeah. You know, like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I'm sure we all had to play Tony Hawk to, you know, learn about a lot of tricks. Yo, bro, man. Yeah, so it's it's uh, it's all related. It's, in my mind, it's skateboard and hip-hop came in no, the same time. You got time. to go to Ottawa and shit. Like, they paid for you to, like, travel there and compete? No, just to, like... they just gave me things like skateboard, that kind of stuff, and stickers that I should give to other people. Uh, send... One of them slapping stickers. Yeah, slapping stickers and that kind of stuff, you know. But it was just, like, a floss as well. I wanted to get sponsored, and I wanted to have, like, free skateboards and free, free clothing. And I was really... Um, down to to represent like rewind and food those, those companies soldier because I, I was digging what they were doing so me I, I approached them I was just like calling or going at their factory yo I'm I'm 13 and I want to guess I want to be sponsored what do you think you're gonna say to a 13 guy 13 years old years old guy that's gonna say you want to get sponsored and he has a VHS tape and he says he's good and he, he, I, I don't even know if they watch my tape they certainly said Give this guy some skateboard and some stickers, bro. <laughs> give him, <laughs> give him, you know. Oh, oh man. man. I mean, it makes yeah. sense, though. If you can get a 13 yeah. year old that passionate about your shit, absolutely. You're getting a lot more bang for your absolutely. buck than the price of the fucking skateboard. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. you basically, at that age, figured out how to get free shit the absolutely. way a lot of artists are trying to figure out in their 30s today. Yeah, I was 13, yeah. Yeah, my I remember my father was like, "Yo, that's impressive, young kid." Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it is impressive. Yeah, yeah man. Like, was... And the and the, just the, the the fact that you were already filming yourself. Yeah. Which, if you think about today's landscape. Yeah, it was ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight. Get an experience on how to be an influencer in the late nineties. You're absolutely right. When I think about it, it's exactly it. <laughs> I mean, people may not fully agree with the so all that changes the technological speed, but like. Mm -hmm. Yo, skateboarders be filming their little short clips to go viral on the early internet across yeah. forums. It's just slower, and the algorithm is people. I was <laughs> doing the month, the the montage, the, the montage with two VHS. I had two VHS, so I was with the camera on and press record, press record. Oh damn, I fucked up. I need to go back and do it again. And <laughs> man, so you like really crazy. were like editing your own shit. Yeah, yeah, but. With like two VCRs, and two shit. VCRs. Yeah, that's kind of like how people used to make stop tapes, like with the beats and shit. <laughs> Only you were doing that with the VHSs, <laughs> yeah, to like do some bootleg video editing. Absolutely, that I was, and I still have them. I'm gonna. That's hard. You should yeah. put that shit out. I should. Yeah. 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 True that. I will. Sure all I of will. Your Thank you for playing it. under that on those reels and shit, bro. Like just fucking market your music via that. <laughs> Man, I remember the first like song that I've used on one of my movie from a skateboard movie was "Going Back to Cali" from the Notorious Big. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. That is that is just what it is, right? I don't know. Yeah. I'm just proud. Sometimes I have these ideas like mid-interview where I make these connections, and I'm like, "Damn, the world is just exactly what it used to be, <laughs> only faster and different." 
<laughs> Faster and different. But like, oh. come on. Uh, like, yo, the game's the game, right? Like, motherfuckers right. are still doing this shit. Like, yo, people used to just record their own little mixtapes, walk around and hand them out, mm. which is no different than, hey, what's up? Check, yeah. click the link, man. My new track's out. Hey, what's up? You know, it's just, you can do it from home now. I see what you mean now. Yes, absolutely. You're right. It's people trying to put their things out there, their, their, their stuff out there, and getting here, getting seen. Yeah. All right. Man. Also, uh, Lindell, which is Lamy like, says, sleeping with your skateboard is, in fact, safe sex. Which I think is hilarious. <laughs> and MCL fucks with your <laughs> grassroots movement. And then old school promo tapes back in the days and shit. Like, yeah, and that shit is just yeah. a high commodity thing because they're rare and shit now. But, like, back then, people probably would have treated them the same way honestly is lincoln bio <laughs> anyway exactly so you're doing the skateboarder thing and then mm -hmm. at some point you're like fuck it i'm gonna be a rapper it was not like that <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was oh okay i know why yeah it, it was when i heard 51450 dans mon réseau it's the first sans pression album and shout out to ray ray that was producing half of, half of the album and it was the same for a lot of shout French out ray rappers. ray for the follow too if you're yeah. here i see that ray ray a legendary producer from montreal um and this in i heard a song from sans pression and it's called l'étage souterrain with yvon crevé and it was like the first time that i really like could relate to some montreal rappers because they were really f montrealers they were from south shore though but really like <laughs> montrealers <laughs> but like they were speaking that that montreal slang and also mixed with uh franglais and joie so i i could relate now and i was my my mom moved to montreal when i was 11 so i was living in montreal and also in the myland and also in repentigny in the suburbs so it was both like so i was really like becoming a montrealer and being also a suburb kid so everything was really mixed and when i heard that song i was like yo and i, I bought the cd and when i listened to the cd just a few days after man i just like f i had free time i think man i was in my room and then i was like yo man i should write about my life like i was already like i was 15 and i wanted to talk about my life man to be really yo shout out to sans pression he's the godfather yeah, yeah i met him one time and he was super cool boom like, just super chill yeah he is give me daps like that was he is. um but uh yeah I've heard a lot of people give love to him. I'll be honest, I still need to listen to much more of the classic French hip-hop on the city. Um, it's a big list. The, the classic English list is pretty long, too. Don't get me wrong. People will be like, have you heard Narcy's old shit? I'm like, no. Have you heard this guy's me old neither. shit? No. And I'm like, damn. Yeah, we don't have music uh, out yeah. there. We need time. More time. I just do what we can, I guess, mm -hmm. to like follow it as we go and, yeah. and just recognize that all these guys are still putting out new music, so we should at least go bump True. some new shit. True. Um, so you start writing poetry because Sans Pression inspires you. Absolutely, yeah. And then that like do you have access to beats and recording shit or is it more of a notebook thing? No, I had a keyboard and I, oh, no, you know what? True. When I started I realized that I had a lot of singles, CD singles, and I was like, oh shit, there's instrumentals in those on those CDs. So I took those CDs, and the first one that I rapped on, 
I will always remember, and I'm so glad to talk about the Notorious B.I.G. again. It was Sky's the Limit. I had the single on CD, so the, the instrumental was on it. So that the, I had that instrumental. So I rapped on that instrumental for a while. And afterwards, uh, uh, in school, I met other rappers. And then, oh, we, gonna, we had like a classroom when we rapped and everything. And I, I realized that people had like cassettes, all of uh, instrumentals, cassettes. So I was like, oh, shit, can I borrow it? Can you lend me that? Can I borrow it? I, I taped it. And then I had like a 24 instrumentals. So, and it went afterwards like without stopping. <laughs> so basically, you jumped on the trend of singles that had instrumentals and you had access to the computer gear? Nope. No, no computer. That was in '99. I had a computer, but I was not. So really you were just using. writing tracks to the instrumentals, but like no way to like record it yet. Yeah, exactly. But no, I had a way. I had a mic as well. No, I bought a mic, and on my Iowa stereo system, I had like two cassettes, a CD player, and radio, and I was able to record myself on a cassette playing the the instrumental. The instrumental was recording as well on the cassette. So yo, I had a, I have a, a, a tape from '99 or 2000. I, I sold like six copies in my high school and I still have one. And it, it was all recorded by me with my microphone on known beats like uh, Method Man. And you did that in the 90s? 99, early 2000. So May, I think it was December 99. That's wild, bro. I wasn't even in high school yet. And you're bro, selling yo, mixtapes in high school. I just sold six copies, $2 each. <laughs> you know what? I've sold zero physical copies of my music like that. So you are outperforming my entire <laughs> physical sales run of music. At that point in your career. You <laughs> <laughs> Already. Oh, well. That's cool, cool oh, though. Yeah, like, So cool. was, was there like a bunch of other rappers in your high school? Uh, what yep. high school did you go to? It was called, uh, still called Jean-Baptiste Meilleur, JBM, JBM in Repentigny. So I went in uh, high school in the suburbs, Repentigny. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yes, there was a lot of, uh, I mean, maybe we were 15 in the whole school. How, how big rappers. was your school? Big, big school, like 2,500 okay, students, so that kind of stuff. And we were only like 15 rappers, though. But it was in secondary 4, secondary 4, secondary 5, the end of the, the high school. That's grade 10 and 11 to everybody that's not in Quebec. <laughs> 10 and 11 grade. Yeah, man. And uh, yeah, I met a lot of other rappers, and that was a blessing. That changed the whole course of my career, because with those guys, I met other people, and we were... a big squad like a lot of break dancers beatboxers graphers rappers few djs as well that was a great era man oh my lord so you got like linked up at like a early part of Absolutely. like when the scene starts to like get formed well, i was 15 and 16 and we were doing like f uh, first act for a lot of uh, big 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 sh not big shows but like the traumaturge of uh, those days and uh uh, BBT and Roughneck uh, early 2000 in 2000 we did like a first act for, what was it première partie first act for them and anyways and we were really young like I I, I was not I was rapping like a, with the child voice not, not really. so you're like the, the opening act here of guys for like the original guys that came through and built up Quebec for yeah yeah not for there were so many but yeah a few of them yeah that's true that's true, and they I'm know. I'm trying to contextualize it, right? Because, yeah. like, I understand that, yep. like, Sam Pression and them are, like, 
a early part of when the Keb side starts to get like yep. serious, serious. And before that, shit existed. I don't want to take away from mm-hmm. that. I know that there's music on both languages from yeah. the 80s and shit. But my understanding, and if anyone actually want to correct me and come on the show and give me more history, feel free. Let's go. Um, like, is that around that late 90s period, it kind of legitimizes, but in a way where, like, independent music scenes are legitimizing all over, right? Like, that's when Tech 9 and them start, too, right? Same kind of eras. <clears throat> so it's like you end up being the openers to them dudes. And on the French side, right, like, yeah. you got to understand, unless somebody's coming from France, there's nobody except for what's going on in Quebec, which makes Quebec like a a special Mm -hmm. place for music, I think, because like at least across the board, right? Like the whole industry is kind of almost independent of Canada while being part of Canada, but because the rest Mm -hmm. of Canada gives zero shits. um, uh, Later. Yeah, I got you. Because the rest of Canada gives zero shits. It's like, and that's a fact, Canada. Y'all could care a little (laughs) more. Um, Like, it just kind of did its own thing and with 8 million people has produced something like an incredible industry of arts Facts. honestly like because i'm all about quebec first like anglos I'm, and francos all of it Both of them. yeah because like i'm just proud of seeing what's happening like a real ass award shows Absolutely. like fucking if you understand the grant system crazy money flowing through and the t- English people too, like hella English people get grants. It's just it's we don't apply that much. No, no, exactly. It's a big, big, big story, man. The the, the francophone and anglophone in Montreal, as you know, man. It's yo. We should talk more about this. Yeah, we're man. getting there. We just at ninety nine yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you were like, how do these interviews get to three hours? I'm like, this is how uh, they get to fucking three hours. Oh yeah, there you go. I mean, because, yo, to me, it's interesting. I only come into the game, just full disclosure, at 2012. And then I don't even really give a shit like that until I start really doing the interviews. So mm. let's say most of my, like, let's go back in time and learn about the past shit is really, like, since 2020. Even though I was part of the scene and shit. So I saw what I saw. But I don't know nothing about what came before me until I met people like you who, like, okay. started telling me. So for me, it's just a collection of stories. And I know that the French and the English side were, as I understand it, separate back then. Yeah. Yeah, still is uh, for us uh, in, a, in, a, in a way. But less and less, I think, and I hope it is less and less separated. Damn, man. We've been working on it. Literally. Today. That's a fact. <laughs> That's um, a fact. I see little ones that are a lot more bilingual, though, and a lot more willing to play nice to each other. So, like, for everyone that likes to talk shit about Gen Z, when it comes to this kind of shit, they're, like, 10 steps ahead of us. True. So, yeah. like, so yeah. you're doing your career back then, right? And it's all on the French side. But you got 15 rappers at your school. You all get integrated into a culture. And how does that, like, evolve? Like, what do you guys actually do during that run? What's it like back then? Keeping in mind that... It's nothing like the grind today, so people mm-hmm. only know what you're going to say. Yo, I have to say that we were really 100% in it. Like, uh, I knew from the beginning that I was really passionate about it, that I wanted to rap my whole life. I wanted to be the best. We all wanted to show what we were capable of because early on, we started freestyling. And... I, I was hearing a other French rapper freestyle as well. And then when I heard my guys and what, what we were capable of, um, I was like, oh, we have something. Like, I was really believing 
in my squad and my guys and myself as well. And that was your squad called. We had no name because we were like five groups in it, and we were looking for a name back then. But we didn't really. The, the, the group got all separated afterwards. That we were really about to have a name, but for a while it was like VS Squad for Vagabond Squad, <laughs> VS Squad. But we were like a few groups. It was uh, LG and Kitudub and L'Escadron and other groups. Man, they, they, they no longer really exist. But uh, to to answer your question, man, we were just getting started. So we had to record and we had to have our own beats. So we, we bought beats as well. True. And I have to say that we bought beats to a legendary producer called uh, Mr. Snake, Joe BG. He died uh, like 10 years ago. Rest in peace. This he, He's the first guy that I bought beats from uh, like. I think it was like $40 for a beat and re like really, really quality beats. N nothing got uh, recorded on those beats but yeah this is what we we were on it was really creating beats so afterwards my guy they started doing beats with fruity fruity loops so and i was really with them always producing and starting making shows and making songs for the shows this is like you're like 17 18 6 17 16 17 okay. yeah so we were really doing this is in a MR, uh, MRC uh, days and RIC days right, right, with right. the the chat and the, and we were booking shows through that network, like making because there was there was a, like a network called Real Hip Hop in MIRC uh, <laughs> called Real Hip Hop and all the people was like oh I have a show in Saint Jerome who wanted who want to come through spit. We will be there, bro. I what's your phone number? I'm call you. Call the guy. Yo, we we're we're interested in making the show. Oh, there's the that the guy, that guy. All right, so we we'll be there in two months or in a month. Yo, we were in Saint Jerome. We we came over there with like school bus. We paid for a school bus. We're like 75 people in the school bus. That was amazing. <laughs> we <laughs> pulled up in Saint Jerome with the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With all the squad and all our friends and. Yo, we paid like $20 each and I can see how you got booked again. Yo, yo, they were yeah, they were amazed about this, yeah. And then we were already uh, making making contacts and relations just like uh, uh hooking up uh, what's the word for that anyways, man? knowing people afterwards networking. and taking phone numbers. Yeah, working and grinding and take, yeah, taking phone networking thank you man uh, networking taking phone numbers and I remember the, the Vis Versailles yo you know the, the Vis Versailles guys were there like in 2001 we, we, we know we knew each other from since then and that guy ha, has now uh, HLM Records that is now called uh, Cartel Music he's, big, he's putting out big names today like he's one of the top three maybe moguls of uh, Quebec hip hop and we were with we yeah, were we opening should, act with those guys like a video after this called witness breaks down Quebec scene to the English I could. people and then like, <laughs> literally do it please with, let like, me do it in French <laughs> flow, flow charts and shit and then you're just like this guy is important you should know this guy's name you should know this guy's name because yo I'm like, what the fuck's a cartel rack? Who is this guy? I'm like, I kind of know what a verse versus is. Like, I think I've seen that before. This verse it's a while ago, while ago. But like, Gros Big and Adamo, they're on their label. Maybe you know them. Maybe Gros Big and Adamo. Maybe you, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, you, you surely Yo, know. What's them. up, Anyways. Rico Blocks? Oh, what's up, Rico Blocks? Yo, we have a song, me and Rico. Rico's on a, a big posse cut uh, that I'm working on. 
Yes, yo. I told a guy, yo, you have to come with a twelve bar, uh, eight bars, or maybe, maybe twelve bars. So Rico gave you thirty-two. Yo, he came with like a tweet. I had to say, yo, bro, maybe just like maybe like four less, and I think now it's a sixteen or fourteen. And I, but it's it it flows. It's it's perfect on a song. I, I it's perfect. I gotta give Rico blocks Oz props. He knows how to do that and keep it like engaging so that it's not just True. like pompous like mm-hmm. showboating with it i agree anyway um with that like so you're doing all the shows back then well you're doing all the creating music and getting involved in these shows you pulled up with buses and shit yeah like, you guys so the real yeah. trick is is to have a lot of friends <laughs> Yo, yeah, man, you're right. And this is why, for me, it always been about my guys and the squad and the family. And it's not about a person. It's not personal, but not. it's not a... For me, it's not a solo thing. It became a solo thing in, in a certain way. But in the beginning, for the, like, 12 first years, it was really all for the, the, the family, yeah. Bro, his 12 first years is longer than my entire fucking career. <laughs> But yo, it's just like that, man. I started a while ago. No, yeah. but I, I'm saying it with like respect, right? Like, thanks, man. Because yo, he's still doing it. Like, it's I went insane. to this guy's album release party a few months back, or so, it was cold. I remember. I don't remember if it was maybe last year. Uh, mm. I, anyway, yeah, December. Because I was like, no, I cycled, but it was before the snow. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, I I see him doing battles. I see him doing shit. So when I'm saying like he's put that kind of time in mm. and is being I, also he's one of the nicest dudes I've met in this. Thank I don't know you, how man. else to like like I, I don't know just on my subjective this is me. But like I meet a lot of people and I meet a lot of different things but when this is Thank like you, really supportive in a way where he makes you feel appreciated when you, you interact man. with him. And I'm not trying to take shots at nobody. It's just when you come across somebody that is in my opinion maybe better at that side of life it should be acknowledged because uh, you know people can be like yo what is witness doing then and then we can all learn better <laughs> behaviors and shit <laughs> anyway <laughs> well thank you man i appreciate that um so yeah you guys were doing yeah so, t- so you guys are uh calling up with a lot of friends yeah and that's kind of what gave you the clout to kind of keep getting invited back yeah mm not always because there was a few shows where we were just like uh, 10 or 8 or 4 just the rappers and so not every shows we were uh, a big big squad but uh, I I guess we were professional and really we we, me and two other guys we were really into it so uh, that's why we chose the name afterwards and it it made sense when we chose the name Kitudub which means double or nothing so it's just like yo do it properly okay. or don't do it. it it was we started with this name in 2002 and it made sense people understood why we were called Kitudub. yeah right yeah <laughs> so you, you decided to go in on this and you're like what sejep time now yep uh even yeah at the end of yeah yeah sejep first year and yeah, we've we done like I did this. I did it solo. The the Cégep en spectacle thing. It was really nice because we spectacle? spectacle is just like a the end of the year show. Okay, okay, like you know, so. 
like you could uh, have a talent show but talent like, show exactly uh, talent awesome. show talent show in Sejep and the, the, the microphones were really really good so it was something uh, to do it two years in a row that was nice I've I'd done it as well in the university just just for the fuck of it to like oh let's go it's a new experience it's maybe I'm gonna get some new fans and it's so I always I took all the um, the uh, les occasions the occasions we we've I, I done it you what know? did you study in university Business. <laughs> It's administration at HEC, HEC Montreal. Business, bro. Baccalauréat, man. So you're doing that in the mid-2000s? Yeah, exactly. From 2003 to 2009. So, like, what's it like rapping in 2002 and then? So you're at like, shows a lot? It is was there amazing. A, is there a lot of shows happening back a then? A lot of shows. So you gotta keep in People mind. gotta know that. Like, like we don't know nothing. There was and what part of town are you guys doing this in? We were really in the suburb, like Pointe-aux-Trembles and Repentigny, all the east side, but a lot in Montreal as well. Half of my shows in this time was in Montreal as well. Always in the east side, not not really in the west, like uh, Lalize and Kashalaga and shit. Yeah, or, or really downtown, but more in the east side of downtown. Like uh, there was a place called Lix, L apostrophe X Lix. It's a legendary uh, venue. Lakes and Alizé as well. They don't. They no longer exist. I know Alizé. You know Alizé, right? So, yeah. And what was really special? Oh, Alizé got renamed to Teammates, if I'm not mistaken. <sighs> yeah. And then, unfortunately, it just closed because the yes. owner passed away. Oh, for real. Rest in peace. Okay. Yeah. Thank you to that. Yo, God bless. God bless that guy, wrong, man. <laughs> I hope he. I, well, I, yeah, let's I'm hope he's alive. The, the rest of that part was like, I just, if it's the venue, I might I might be wrong mm. with the venue. Okay, got it. No, that part unfortunately happened. It was like we just did a show and we like yeah shots to future business and got the bad news like the next week and I was like oh shit mm, yeah be prepared for unexpected shit man we gotta be but I remember that we've done uh, opening acts for uh, opening act for l'assemblée in uh, a maison des jeunes in Repentigny in the suburb l'assemblée was a really big big hip-hop group francophone group I don't really dig what they with their music but I really respect their grind they're one of the biggest act uh, hip francophone hip-hop in hip-hop history to be really honest and that was really big for us just uh, the opening for them because there was a lot of people a lot of kids and we were in the uh, down the, the newspaper afterwards the Repentigny newspaper with a photo of us and our name we're like oh man okay let's go we were using that in a press kit and uh, in 2003 in Lalize we saw like flyers and I think it was a city style I saw a flyer for a freestyle competition freestyle battle freestyle competition so oh I I, I told my guys I, I, my guy told me about this so we signed up for this me and three or four other of my guys we went there Lalize and we competed And bro, that that was a blessing for me. I won this competition, this freestyle competition. So that was really, really something. In 2000, 2003, I was like, okay, and that gave us at this confidence. Point, you've been doing it like six, seven years. At this point, no, 2003 it was four years. Yeah, four years. Four years in. So you've been doing it for still a few years. You know, yeah. like coming in completely new to it. Where, yeah, I was not new to new it. Yeah, new to it because I was always battle freestyle, freestyling battle with the uh, with the guys and other people as well. Other when in parks and parties and oh, there's another rapper. Oh, it's it's always it's really natural. Like the rapper's gonna meet and <laughs> they're gonna battle. Like it's crazy. Like the the guys and all the homeboys want 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 you to battle and it's uh, you're under pressure and you have to do it. So 
Whew, that was the first battles, man, 2001, 2002. Well, that is so different than my grind. When I grew um, up, I, I ain't bowed nobody. <laughs> I like it. I like it that you say it because there's a lot of people nowadays, it seems like they're saying, yeah, I was battling back then. I was a battle rapper back then. Motherfucker, you were, you battled like, I don't really know, but yo, there's a lot of people saying they didn't battle rappers. I just never ended up in environments as a rapper where rappers and I had ego pissing contests. <laughs> there was one time I did it at a party. I remember this vividly. This guy, Eric Waterhouse. Um, Shout out. He was fucking apparently faded. I was not faded drunk. I was just drunk, drunk. And I tried to rap that day. It was bad. And he destroyed me. <laughs> destroyed me. There were girls watching. Oh, and man. I got destroyed. Whew. And I don't think I that's ever hard. battle rapped again yeah. after that. I, like, I was like, I don't know if I'm good at this, this yeah, freestyling thing. Especially when that guy just was so yeah. like, leaps and bounds better than me at the time. That's hard. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't know. But like. That was it. And then the rest of my rap career is, let's do a track, bro. Let's do a track, bro. Let's do a track. Let's work together <laughs> on music, bro. Let's Not be all. like friends. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. If anything, my whole career is the friendliest fucking shit ever where I don't even know if we're real friends, but everybody trying to be friends. <laughs> But, yo, there's a lot of people complaining about, oh, hip-hop, the hip-hop scene is messed up. All the people are looking for money and fame. But it depends on me. I don't have that experience. I'm, I'm here with you today, and I, you can be sure that if I'm in another place with somebody else, there's going to be a positive vibe because I, I won't be there if it's not the case. And I always have po had and have positive Uh, relations with people when it's negative i sense it and it's just like i right, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna work do your thing uh, so um i'm like i like to preach that that there's a lot of authentic and genuine people in the music in the rap music industry in the underground scene because there's a lot of rappers that they don't know they try to attain have money and become famous with the rap shit and they try to beef in the traditional and uh, let's say the the, the com commercial hip hop scene they try to they try to be there before being underground rapper you need i mean in my mind you, it's steps you, you if you don't do it maybe you'll think that those people are trying to get money from you because yo it's always yo, if like, what you can bring to the table that's always that so, so like, it's people in, in a one sense i feel like this is where like You know, I kind of empathize a lot. I'm not saying I agree with, but I empathize a lot with what you're complaining about here because I used to be that dude a hundred, right? I came right in with no knowledge and nothing, right? Like, because okay. it's like 2012 and like y'all aren't on YouTube telling us your stories in English. Uh, I wasn't really seeking it out. And it was a weird time where everybody on YouTube was like us because the OGs <laughs> was still on that mixtape money. Like what? Give my music away for free? Get the fuck out of here. True. I know, I know none of us were aware that that happened. And I'm like, I could have been making money this whole time is what I found <laughs> out like after the fact. But like you walk in and you're like, okay, you're in this room. Let's say the blue dog of the time and you spit your shit and maybe you have a couple of really good nights. Now you're just feeling like the man. And all you ever yeah. do is these fucking venues, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you never really see the next levels to this shit 
and then you kind of get caught up in your head or whatever, whatever. And then you're on the social medias too, right? Because this is the social media time where likes become a currency. Yeah. Yo, you have and hundreds of men's in your DMs, <laughs> other rappers fucking complimenting your art. But none of these people are fan fans. They're just like, yeah. they're also shout out DJ Magnanimous. But none of these Boom. people are like wow. fan fans. What yeah. up? This guy's fucking back in yo, the day times, man. He, yo, this guy, he's... He started before me. I'm pretty sure about this, yo. He's one of the veterans of the DJ scene and hip hop scene in Montreal. Yeah, I definitely appreciate him. He was around for a lot of my like earlier performing times because mm. of Big Bang Montreal. When they did that shit, bro, that shit was like mm. a lot of us went to Big Bang Montreal. Is what I found out after the fact. Like a lot of us ended up passing through there and earning, you know, a couple of performances up in that. Boom. Okay, but um, what I was saying, I, I don't think it was complaining. Just to be really precise, what I'm saying is that, I mean it. yeah, but no, man, it's it's important because um, it's 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 only positive. What I'm trying to say it's that when you're in music for the good reasons, and the good reasons are that you want to do music. Mm. Uh, for me. I mean, if you really want to just make, and when I say you, I mean like the regular rap artist that wants to do music. I mean, you want to be part of the game. And it's if you want to make money, you can be sure that you're going to come across some people that's going to try to make money out of you as well. This is business. But if you're Facts. just here for the music, there's a way to be really, po the, the meet positive people and have authentic uh, relations with with other Montrealers uh, I mean and and I I, I really want to focus on that because this music scene been incredible to me and I've met so many people that I had like amazing moments in the studio and like if it's so it's beautiful so when I hear people complaining on Facebook and IG that like, oh the rap music scene is this and that and oh, I don't want to talk all those people are this and that And I've seen that a lot. I'm like, yo, bro, you're not in my circle. You're not on our circle. So it's really sad. And I really want to put that message out yo, there. I'm not even going to lie, though. You know what made me get over that shit was time. I'm not, <laughs> not going to act like anything else happened. I just yeah. I kept going. And I kept meeting people and realizing just, I guess, how, not to put it differently, but insignificant everything I had done was in the bigger picture. Like, once you get perspective of, like, other people's accomplishments, and I don't say this to encourage a competitiveness or a pettiness, but it's just an acknowledgement of, like, is your shit special if other people came to the same conclusions and ran that campaign, mm -hmm. like, five years before you even picked up a mic for the first time? So, you know, you have to, like, like, it took me a long time to start to appreciate that some of the stuff I thought was clever was just you know cliche in a sense and it took me like forever to like get enough lessons getting kicked in the balls by life like mm -hmm. all the things that humble you i find mm -hmm. in the art game because you know mm -hmm. usually you come in a little cocky and then you get beat down mm -hmm. by life a little bit <laughs> and then you make your choices on yeah. whether or not to keep pursuing it and but uh, i have to add uh, also that i um i could understand like uh, i mean i mean Me and my focus was not to 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 make money and everything. So if my focus was on I'm gonna make a living out of this, 
it's sure that I would have uh, another experience with it. I mean, uh, it, it would have been different for me if my focus was I'm trying to make a living out of it because my focus was was more like I just want to I want to have an impact on the scene. It's not really it was not in my mind, but I know now that my main goal was I just want to leave my mm. mark on the scene. This is what I understood years afterwards. But now I know that this was my goal. So it it the, the path was maybe easier. You were like you already made that six dollars, right? Like early on. <laughs> Twelve dollars. Twelve dollars. I'm not even trying to shortchange you. <laughs> but like you, you did you make more money along the way off of selling music and shit? Uh, not like let's say yeah. crazy money, but you no. made money. Yeah, sure. Selling CDs, like we've sold, I've sold maybe, I don't know, in 2,000 CDs or cassettes and that kind of stuff. But it's not really, I mean, it's it's nothing compared to other people like Carl's uh, Crud. They, were, they, they yeah. sold like six, 60,000. I like and dead ass. I make money off so. of, I have to use the word content because the music portion of my revenue is fucking abysmally small. If I made $1,000 off my entire career's music, I'll be shocked. <laughs> that to me is like yo bro it is possible just to know, let you know <laughs> no, no i i learned a, a lot and to be fair um i'm a lot like t this is this is kind of what i'm trying mm -hmm. to monetize right i'm That's trying to dope, monetize bro. the content side of my life because i like the opportunity to make weird art and not get penalized cool. for it like i saw aesop rock and i'm like broski gets to live in barns and shit you can do what you want but it comes with the consequences. I know that I'm also never going to probably be a certain group of things if I want to pursue these things. So monetize it over here. And like, yo, mm -hmm. these are all lessons that came like later fucking on for me. Like it wasn't all shit. Like early on, I was like, I'm going to be the best and get paid, bro. And then I never got paid. <laughs> oh, man. So like oh, it's just man. like you're salty now. Yeah. Because like yeah, for me, I, I yo, you might have got paid person watching this in Montreal that did better than me. I went along. Yo, shout out fucking K-Stats for the prime fucking subscription. Boom. Speaking of getting paid. Um, My man. But no, nah, I didn't get paid at all for nothing until like. 2020 and shit when i started to really like learn about the business honestly this interview run this interview i gotta give a lot of credit to meticulous and a few other people like that let's go taught me about so cans and but it was all on interviews right and then people like yo let me tell you about all the money you didn't make because you're an idiot oh man yo thanks for the bit case stats um mm. that's another fun part of twitch so bits My is like throwing stats. pennies at the fucking strip club Boom. That's the best way to like compare this shit. So imagine we the strippers and they throw on pennies on that shit. Case that's um, in that house. Case that's makes incredible beats. Incredible. Like, like fucking incredible. True. Um anyway. What did Magnanimous said? Mark said he said I gotta was, scroll up. Yeah, it was Oh no, I remember, yeah. It was he said like we were really like putting time in uh, just to 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 uh, for the culture just much respect to those who stand on the shoulders who came before me the cycle continues facts yeah just played our part in keeping it going and improving fact yeah. no one ever put yeah, us on but we did everything we could to put people on and push the culture and uh, yo dead ass like exactly yeah. i seen I, I can say i seen that from magnanimous like yeah i'm a direct recipient of their kindness 
Yeah, and and it was it was important for me and us, my guys, to represent our the neighborhood we were fr- we were from in the east side of town. So that was also a, an incent um, incentives. Uh, inc- what's the word? No incentive. Incentives. No, no, no. quelque chose qui nous incite à le yeah, one of my motivation to 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 really do it just to represent for the the, the Repentigny neighborhood. But me, I was not always. It was it was special because I was also a Montrealer. But all my guys were from uh, my early on guys were from the east side of town. So uh, and we were. It was important to us to represent and to to show that we had something as well to say. And, Man, it's yeah. so different. I came into this shit to get paid. I'm not even gonna act like it's not. Nah, exactly, bro. It's all good, man. I mean, if it is the case. No, nah, I changed my. Well, yeah. I still would love to get pay, paid. Like, but I mean, I want to make a hundred hundred grand a year of art. That's my dream. Uh, but it was. I read that KRS One gospel. But it's hip-hop different shit, nowadays. And the gospel of hip hop was like, "Yo, give love to where the fuck you come from." And it never really clicked. And then I was doing these album reviews, and it didn't really click until a certain point that it's like a team sport. And then all of a sudden, I started talking about NDG. All of a sudden, there NDG fucking became but like a huge focus for me. At the, uh, um, at the end of the 90s and early 2000s, um, in a rap scene, if people were making rap to make music, uh, to make to make uh, money, it was it, it was corny. Like It was just like, yo, this is not real hip-hop. Like real hip hop should not be in a radio. Hip hop should be uh, it's not it's another industry and so it, for us it was really something natural for not doing it for uh, trying to make money out I of it. I want to be clear. I cared about all the skills and the art. So I never You do. I know you I do. Yeah, you like, always talk about this. I always wanted to get paid and I always wanted that side of life. My biggest mm-hmm. dream in life is to go on tour and make bills off of that. Like, fuck, yeah, ho- I don't want to own a good. house because I don't need a house in my future is how I, I really believe this shit. I You'll never be planned, touring. I never <laughs> planned to own a home in my entire like last 10 years of my life to the dismay of maybe other people. Um, but like, yeah, no, like that's the dream. But yo, if you're actually really looking at music marketing, you kind of have to represent shit. So for me, like another key point, if you're like on that, and it's not just hip hop, it's like all subcultures. Cause I was really inspired by punk and shit like mm. rise against. I loved rise mm-hmm. against an anti flag as much as I liked hip hop at the time when I got into shit. Right. So like mm. I always made sure there was like True. something. I, sometimes I picked bad arguments to back back then, but like I always felt like I tried to make my music stand for something, even if it was corny what I call the gentrification of hip hop style standing for shit. Hip hop got gentrif- gentrified. We can, we can, we can say that. Absolutely. No, I'm an active 100. participant of it until I learned about the culture. Like you, I saw Macklemore get clipped at the Grammys and it made me go, Oh, what's going on over here? Macklemore is so dope. Why, why is he getting in trouble here? I don't understand. But yeah, yo, that taught me a whole fucking lot about. I'll be a hundred about this. Me, I'm not from the, I'm not from the ghetto or something. You know, I'm not from the hood. I'm from the suburbs. And even if my mom, the, she had no money at all when she moved to Montreal, so I, I was both. You know what I mean? So I'm, I know it because me, I, I feel like really like you. You talk about Michael Moore that I really, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm not a. Uh, it's not my culture in a sense. I, I, I grew up with it. They showed me. And I, I, I digged it. So I was like, all right. And they always told me, and when I say they, I mean the people that they were already in the, in the culture, they were always saying, let's go, my guy. Let's go, little guy. Do your thing. 
You're white, you're Brazilian, you're Quebecer, you speak French. We don't give a goddamn. Let's go, my guy. You want to take the mic? Somebody want to take the mic? This little guy want to take the mic? Give him the mic. It was, I never sensed nothing like against nobody in hip-hop in those days. But, and I know that it's not always the case nowadays, and I understand yeah, I why. I never really encountered a lot of that. Um, I, I encountered rooms where arguably people who come from a very different background from me stared at me when I rapped, and I don't know if they happened. liked it or yeah. not. But it's but normal. Like, yeah. To be honest, some people just be stone-facing you. I could tell that maybe <laughs> like in front of certain audiences, my yeah. music isn't going to connect. But I always got like the respect of people for because I, I never had backtracks and I knew all my words. Mm. So as long as you did that in 2012-ish, you were Gucci. Like, yeah. ain't nobody shitting on you because that's right. when all the backtracks started really popping yeah, off. Right. So all you had to do is know your yeah. words. And motherfuckers would be like, I, I at least give him that respect, even if I don't fuck with what he does. <laughs> Yo, shout, yo, shout out to Stats and shout out to Repentigny, aka Snowville. Oh, my lord, Snowville. Honestly, I don't even know if I've really been to Repentigny in a conscious effort to go to Repentigny. Man, it's been a while since I've been there, man. Uh, what is Magnanimous saying? So, yo, first he said, I remember you at Big Bang Holden. Basics also grew a lot through that the mm. night and circle. It was the rap dojo because yo they did wow, it like every Wednesday and it was next to Barry, so it was mad easy to like holler at a few people and be like yo pull up. I was even guitar players and stand ups and like anybody could like pull up at what they were doing. So yo I performed a lot. Like I might not got it booked at shit, but I always knew Big Bang was there and you could always if you needed to rap mm. pull up at Big Bang and they let me come be their featured guest person who got like a bigger set twice. Like, oh, nice. I've never so been there, was, though. like, really, like, amazing for me. Um, Where that so, was? What was the venue? L'Escalier. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. Basics told me about this. Yeah, man. it's L'Escalier. Yeah. It was amazing. It was hosted by uh, Urban Logics. Mm, and, yo, uh, we got to give props and the flowers to Urban Logics. Odd Man Black. That's the man's name. I was like, let mm. me get this right, because... Fucks mm. with them, and I don't want to fuck up their Shut names. Up. Currently, it's the Sovereign Music Movement peoples over there. So they, that, I got introduced to all of them back then, and they did it. Um, but uh, yeah, then uh, Ma Magnanimous goes down. Some old stuff for sure. Dilla all day. Oh, he's responding to yeah. Lindell's comment about that's a side chat. As much as I want to <laughs> read it all, that's side chat shit. You can't get distracted too much by it. <laughs> that's good though. Shut up. Yeah, chat. shout out to the side chats. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Oh man. Um, a monkey was around in the beginning, but I don't True. think I was there for monkeys True. part of that shit. I think you, anyway, that's a whole other history lesson for yeah. a whole other day. Um, so you're again in Repentigny and all these places that are far away. Um, not actually <laughs> that far. That far away? No, it's not that far, man. I, cause you know, you can, I was, it was, I just went to Quebec yeah. city. I'm like, no, I have perspective. <laughs> Quebec city is far away. <laughs> This is pretty close. No, this is kind of Montreal, man. I was always living in, in my mind, I was living in Montreal because my mom was there. And, but I mean, it was just like a bus from there. And you can all, there's two bridges from Montreal to Repentigny, two bridges. So it's, it's only bridges. <laughs> I guess I'm like, yo, bro, like, I think I've been to Pointe-au-Tremble like two or three times in my life, maximum, like RDP, like once. Ghetto-Tremble. Like, I just, I never, like, I went to Hashalaga a lot more because I met a French promoter and he's booking shit in Hashalaga. And I'm like, 
bro, this shit's really, really far away. I can't sell tickets to this shit. I really can't. I tried. Yo, and this so is Montreal. When, when people say Montreal is a small city, I totally disagree. I'm like, Who what? that? Yo, there's a lot of people saying, oh, the rap scene in Montreal is really small. Everybody knows each other. I'm like, what? Or it's, it's a small city. It's not like Toronto. Or I'm like, yo, wait a minute, bro. Okay, maybe it's not like Toronto, but Montreal is a big-ass motherfucking city. Bro, I got a list <laughs> that I could pull up right now. I'm not going to, but I could. And it has 500 rappers that speak English that are active right now's contact information. And I've done a little amateur polling. Most rappers maybe know 200 people max in the scene. So, like, it's anyway. <laughs> there's no, okay, you, why I started this is because there's no real, like, centralized repository of information, like mm -hmm. a wiki a wiki page. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I thought a lot about it. I don't know if I could ever run this project. So if somebody does want a jacket, we could work together on it. It would be lit. But, like, we need a, a wiki yes. with bios and we link can page, page you mean, yeah? You yeah, mean, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Because literally, there's free wiki sites. Like, yo, all the video game people do this shit. Like, the, the video game people, they team up for... Even the most obscure fucking game communities will team up and they'll make wikis and guides and walkthroughs and all this connected shit. Mm. Shout out Zalmanel for pulling up. I'm so glad he came through. He was like, I hope I could make it for the life. He did make it for the life. And you're right. We don't do that in the hip-hop scene well, it's here in Montreal. It's not... A, my experience is like... Uh, yo, shout out DJ Ray Ray. I think, like, there's not a lot Shut of white up. collar going on True. in the artist side of it. True. A lot of white collar on the label side of it, but not on the artist side of it. True. And I got blessed to do a bunch of white collar content marketing bullshit. So I have a very particular skill set in terms of what I see. Um, but, yeah, no. Google yeah. Montreal Hip Hop, and it's the same fucking eight articles with, like, the same top ten list. So, like, you'll see Zach Zoya and them. All love to these people. But there's not, like a giant list mm -hmm. where there should be like yeah. and there's sort of one somebody once did this back in the day i'm not going to act like it's my idea yeah i sure. added myself to that list thank you because you could add yourself to the existing montreal you could actually do that in case y'all still exists it does still exist it's got a yellow background and you could just somebody heard me say this and added a bunch of people i know i think wow. i know who did it but somebody did update it a little bit but like Nah, there's that. If you Google Montreal Hip Hop, there's still a list. It's really ugly. <laughs> it's not well made, but it's there, and it has a lot of art names of defunct people on it. It was made in 2011 or 12, 100%. I think I know the list that you're talking about. And yeah, it's still there. It's the only list I've ever yeah. seen like that. I think it's the Word of Battles. It's Filigran that was uh, in uh, behind that project. That's amazing. I would love yeah. to thank that guy because arguably whoever that person is, if it's him inspired yeah. the fuck out of me because <laughs> a lot of things i've done is like okay seo right if you learn about seo you realize the world is all about google and google ads and blah 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 but if you look at the keywords of montreal hip-hop what should really be popping up and fuck it the main source could be the people they seem to be the most should be the people in the city that i can think of it should just be a fucking list of everybody not promoting True. it just a raw list like fucking alphabetical order mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know the right way to do it yeah. No, there's a shit ton of English rap for real though. Like, bro, True that, man. I performed in the last year at like 45 fucking showcase show things in Montreal. Like, there's shows every weekend. I got a homeboy from Regulators who's booked Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this weekend. You know, it's uh, Piranha Bar, Blue Dog, Belmont. Cause like, you know, the bigger people are coming in. Yo, Montreal be like 
bubbling in the English side. It's just hard for us to break our our bubble that's bubbling. We're like mm-hmm. pre-boiling. <laughs> We're not at the boiling point yet. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. There's a lot of good hip-hop, Anglof- uh, Anglophone rappers in Montreal. I mean, it's, it's, it's important to say that I, I've been impressed a lot by Anglo rappers in Montreal. Like, oh my Lord, there's a lot of guys that I would never battle, that I would never try to do a song with because I will be eaten, like, directly. I have to say, I gotta I say. literally never stressed about getting eaten on a song. Well, I mean, if you want to do a great song, you should be, I mean, me, about, yeah, maybe it's stressing. It's not stressing, but it's not, I know what I can do. And I know that some type of rapper is going to give a certain type of energy and that I know that on certain type of beats that I would not up on the beat. <laughs> it, it would, I would say, yo, you want me? Let me find you someone else. I know a lot of rappers, you know, okay. And, and I've done that before. Oh, I want to do a feature with you. I think that you would fit with this guy. I'm going to holler at my guy. I care a lot more about if I like you as a human being. Because here's what I learned is if you do songs with people you don't end up liking, True that. now you're stuck with songs with people you don't like. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yo, hold up. I'm going to take a quick pause here. A, I got a really piece, so I apologize. But I'm going to put a link in the chat for you, DJ Ray Ray. Yo, Ray I Ray actually, up in this. Yeah. Um, did something for you. For, I, pay, I created a playlist on Spotify. I'm not trying to aimlessly plug myself. It just feels very relevant. Um And if you really want to have a taste of Montreal right now, peep this right here. Um, and then I'm not even going to lie. I got to do a quick peep. <laughs> Ray Ray said, send me English MCs ASAP. Not so yeah. I'm doing it. So we got that. And if you ever want to holla, uh, what's my socials? I don't remember how to do this. I think it's this one. That's nice what Rico said. I always try to rap with MCs I think are better than me. It keeps my pen sharp. Facts. I love That's that shit. That's a fact. Like, almost like, yeah. like, I got people who I like, but, like, I want to make sure that, like, philosophically I can be on a mind space with you. Where, like, we writing a, a essay or a conglomerate of ideas that can blend together, like... I kind of get why a lot of people don't want to work with me because I'm kind of weird with it. But, like, really, I'm malleable. If you hit me with, like, this what the song's about, I'm going to go figure it out. That's my yeah, job to, like, it. come through. And that, to me, is the impressive mm-hmm. part is to step out of my comfort zone and yeah. rap on shit you don't expect me to rap on. You're a, weir- a real one, bro. I, I feel like I interrupted your shout-outs, but I'm glad you oh, I've done it. I've done them. I was speaking Portuguese with uh, one of my uh, Brazilian friend that is, it's MCO. He's a producer, man. Yeah, MCO is my guy. There you Bro, go, MCO my guy. Be, like buying tickets off me. People, Boom, okay. MCO, you know, shout out. You know how like, people talk about how like um, there aren't supportive people in the city and they can't find like fans and shit that like support them? Well, I met MCO mad organically, right? Like... I know he was Flipstar's beatmaker, but like I met him organically through shows and shit. And then he's just so supportive. Like True. he's been copying tickets to he's shit. Brazilian. He That's the Brazilian. Brazilian. One time he hooked me up with a little bit of mush. Like he was sitting, there. He's sitting there. He's like, yo, you want mush? I'm like, okay. And we were maybe watching the end of the week kids finals. It's okay. It is what it is. <laughs> Oh uh, shit! And then like, yo, oh. fucking, he's been like hella cool. Like, <laughs> I watch him dope. buy people's merch. I watch him do like literally everything in the scene that you're like supposed to be of like a super fan. Plus, he makes beats and hooks people up. Yo, he's a crazy beat maker. I have to say, man, wow. 
So like MCO is like the shining example of what like people out there that True. are like actually there when you be like looking for them with the energy shit that you be talking True. about earlier. Cause I do, I'm on board with all that. I'll like empathize with the, you know, other mentalities cause of my past, but like, nah, I try my hardest to like mm-hmm. call the negative energy in my life to make sure that I can stay focused on seeing the blessings. Cause yo, it's easy to forget the blessings that are in your face. Absolutely, man. Even when we remind ourselves, we forget. It's it's All a time. daily thing. It's a daily thing. So shout out to Monkey for reminding us with this gratitude and gratitude concept and thing. Shout out to Monkey for that. I literally don't know about the concept. Yeah, he's spending. always saying always saying gratitude, gratitude. He's always saying that. And mm. he maybe a less nowadays, but he's been saying that for the past like 15 years. And gratitude, gratitude, gratitude is his thing. He had like a, a cap, gratitude cap. And and he he made me thought about it, man. I was like, he made me think about it. I was like, oh, yo, sh- do I think about gratitude enough? And I was not. And we're, anyways. No, I'm with you with that shit. That's why I tell you to go travel someplace that'll humble the fuck out of you. Absolutely, man. You do that shit, you get humbled. Like, yo, yeah. it was, it's cliche, but it works. And then you kind of have to like sit there and remember, like, yo, my life is not like other... Anyway, you, you really got to put that effort in, I find, especially yep. in the art game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. All yeah. I have to say, like, you can be like chasing commercial art or you could be like... Being like a hobbyist in it is what I call it. Not in a disrespectful way, but if you're really just about the culture, like you really are just kind of a hobbyist in in a sense of like, it's the passion, it's what you do. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. It's just literally there has to be labels and I can't think of a more apt description for the situation. Because yo, hobbyist isn't even like people that aren't willing to invest. Because if your hobby is like fucking building old oh, restoring cars and shit, that's mad, not cheap. So like, it's really just like why you're doing it, I think. Mm-hmm. So if you're being part of a culture and you just want to go to like, you know, part of it is one mm-hmm. grind in music. And then there's the people that are trying to get paid off this shit. And that's a whole other grind in music. And both these Absolutely. two groups of people do it's, not know how to fully communicate yeah, with each it's, other it's, right now. And I'd be yeah. like, I'm not going to act like I don't get wildly annoyed when some people are like, bro, I'm like, broski, do you know how much money I've spent to do you, how, much, how much have you spent? These are like the thoughts that will go through my head sometimes when I talk to people. Sure, bro, me, I'm sp- I've spent a lot of money on rap, sh- on the on my rap career, man, and I don't have any regrets, bro. I needed to do that. I mean, yo, if you don't have seven thousand dollar for an album, or nowadays it's less than that, it's but yo, less than seven. Yeah, 000. yeah. But no, I mean, no, the first one, the first one that I got out, I think I, I've put like eight thousands or something. I mean, maybe ten thousands for the whole thing, and but I don't regret that at all. I mean, yo, I'm so glad that I have that album. I have the, sh- you know, pull it's, it up it's, if you got it there. Yo, I've brought all my hal- my albums, man. Sheesh. Yo, this the cassette as well. Boom. I still have prepared. copies of everything, man. It even came and gave me albums, like walked in like that. I was really like, that's, that's really the sweet. first one. 2008, 2008, 2020, boom, 2022. So I'm glad you to know, have and that. And for the record, I'm, a, I'm agreeing with you. I don't regret a fucking thing. I spent a lot of money this year and I fucking think I had the best and most fun last couple of months I might have had in most of my life. So. You know, like sometimes you just gotta. The thing is, is 
where, where I think sometimes people get confused is like all our goals don't have to be the same thing, but we have to understand and appreciate each other's goals and then learn sure. how to pivot there. So like sometimes I think what happens is people get caught up on my goal is the correct and only way to pursue this. And that's when the no, the ego so. shit comes in and we're all doing it wrong. But it kind of makes a difference because I think we're bad at picking teams. So if you pick teams with everybody, so everybody's on mm. your team and half of y'all are in this for cheddar and half of y'all are not in this for mm. cheddar, that team ain't going to work. True that. So like where yeah. it matters is that we need to be able to identify all this shit um, so that we could work with people who have like-minded goals. Mm-hmm. And like then the people who are chasing cheddar can go chase cheddar together and then the people who are not can you know bang out together have mm-hmm. the various collectives we can still work together the fans might want to see everybody at the same show and shit but like there just has to i think be like a bit more of a respect to understanding to all that shit because i don't think people really talk about it like that like candidly like i don't think it ever comes up yo that's great conversation man this is true this is i don't think about this often but it's true, man. And so you, you made me think about, like, the differences that we had, me and my and the, my other group members. And it's, it's, it was all, often it was related to the music, but uh, often was related to the, the, the money and the grind and what we had to do. And do we have to try to sign for with a label or blah, blah, blah. And, but, man, it is what it is. That game... Nah, that's fair. So you yeah. were like part of the group for a hot minute back then. Yeah, if we go still back is. to you, that's lit. Y'all are still together? Still am, yeah. Kid to Dub still exists, but the last project we released was 2020. Summer of 2020 was our third album, Original Gamblers. I'm really proud about that album, and I've worked a lot on it like for like two years or three years. Crazy album, our third one, probably our last one. <laughs> but uh, I'm still working for with uh, a lot of them guys uh, on my previous two albums. One of the producer uh, called H uh, and R. He's on uh, on the producer, a uh, producer of a few songs. And on my, I'm gonna release other stuff as well. But it's it's like lost tapes and that kind of stuff. And I have a lot of songs from them and also. But yeah, yeah, still, still. So, like, during yeah. that era of, like, let's say the 05, 06, when you're, like, out there putting a grind in. Yeah. You're not, not this is, like, you're selling mixtapes and albums and shit. 2006, we released, like, just a demo, and we made, like, 250 copies which, with a little cover. There was there was there there were three songs with, uh, like, a medley at the end with scratches from DJ Nerve, and uh, we've, we've gave a lot of them, and we sold a lot of, a lot of them as well, lots of them. Uh, yeah, 2006. I did. It was really easy then because it was not that easy. But I mean, we had to to figure out where where the hip hop um, uh, fan, fans gonna be. Oh, they're gonna be at that show. All right, we're gonna go over there. We're gonna give some flyers. We're gonna try to sell some CDs. Try to sell some. So it was always like that. So it it, it didn't it take took. Uh, it, it it became fast that we we were a little bit known in the scene, but not that much. But just because the for- forums were like, oh, who is Kitudub? I got their flyers and they seems dope. They seem dope and blah blah. And what was on your flyers back then? Uh, it was Kitudub. Rien va plus. It was me and my so was my like guy. A, like a business card thing. Oh uh, no! Just really like a regular flyer, like that, that, that big. Uh, 
and like for shows or for like oh just for the uh, album uh, that we we oh, so it's like a, a yeah. press kit of sorts to push your album just no just a, a flyer just a flyer with the, the the name of the album the name of the group our website go check that out there's yeah. an album coming <laughs> that kind of stuff and so people were oh, okay kid to do then all right sometimes they they, tro- they threw it away but a lot of people were doing that just flyers it was promotion it was just like a, a facebook post <laughs> it's, it's an ig post but directly in your hands no there's a bit more i found out a lot that there's apparently a lot of st- to this day that's still effective True. you just don't actually yeah. do it that much but yeah. flyers like yeah. i was thinking a lot about it i got peer pressured heavy by one of my people like that this summer if we want to actually move shit to our shows we better be standing out there with flyers looking cute trying to like you know Maybe. talk to every girl we yeah. see to move flyers not not for any other purpose but just mm-hmm. to give girls flyers and that's it your girl's gonna make other people come in all this <laughs> type of the <laughs> yeah, I talk to all the promoters I talk to oh, people who've man. been doing this shit it's important Rico if you're handing out the shit you gotta look a little cute I'm not saying we should uh, be crying uh, on mics <laughs> I'm not saying we should go too uh, far yeah. with it yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna look uh, coordinated and is in our best uh, uh, presence of hey you want to come to our show it would be so amazing to have you pulled up you know giving her the eyes and shit and all you're that right. Yo, Rico, Flyers was everything. Absolutely, man. Everything, yo. Witness got a fire catalog. Thank you, my man. Yeah. Thank you. In case that can make you a project for $2,500. <laughs> but, uh, Hit me up. I'm with that uh, still. Yeah. Use my platforms chat to plug your shit. If you yeah. pull up uh, and you're part of the live and you show up on the screen and it stays on there for however long, props, broski. Well played. There you um, go. There you go. You said there was a lot of shows back then. So, like, how often were shows happening? One thing for certain, it was at the Francophonie Montréal. Every summer, there was a lot of hip-hop act. Uh, and also, there was always international rappers coming in Montreal, and opening acts was usually all from Montreal. So, that's another thing. So, only that, and festivals, and only that was a lot. And there was there was the independent scene. Uh, there was uh, two hip hop magazines called La Taupe and 24K, 24K. Once a month, they were pressing issue. Uh, These were local papers. Local paper, but That's like hard. black and white, and and a lot of uh, promotions and flyers and everything. Every they, they had like interview. Yo, you would dig that interview. I was interviews about to say and, like, yo, dead ass. If any of y'all have a plug on where I could see I, this I, shit, I, I, I have, have, I have, I have. I will send you that. I could read French. Uh, yo, I've lost. Uh, I had I had like twelve copies of those magazines remaining, and I've lost them while moving. And I th- I I cannot understand what happened with because yo, those were like jewels for me, man. I think maybe some, but I cannot think about someone stealing that from me i think that i had a bag and then some 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 one of my guys saw it and he thought like the, those was the, it was like local papers i don't know man threw it away i don't know about you but i use a lot of garbage bags when i move and sometimes people think the garbage bag there is you garbage. go exactly i think this is what happened anyways so yeah there was those magazines in 2000 uh, 2000 2001 2002 2003 maybe 2004 and other as well afterwards like vibe magazine and uh, influence magazine afterwards as well so uh, 
people were uh, announcing shows in those magazines and uh, flyers in all the city shops and city styles and taboo disc and uh, off, uh, off the hook uh, Johnny Blaze Fat Farm there was always a part of this the, the place where there was a lot of flyers like hundreds of flyers and mixtapes being sold and so just to let you just to tell that there was a lot of shows fair yeah. but what's interesting is that there are magazines uh, i know yeah. the main source did their thing with magazines i recently tried to find them because i know that last year i was able to read them online and now mm. i can't find them so oh that's I don't a know shame what happened in the last year ask feezy we'll know i will inevitably talk to feezy about that because yeah. yo they're a treasure trove man he like ran True. that magazine thing that was the day like i realized yo dms did so much he's like like it did because in the same way I'm saying yeah. there's no centralization now like that's what kind of what the magazines True. did in like the early internet culture True. and maybe it isn't like every single artist gets to be featured but the fact is now there's at least avenues mm -hmm. to keep people glued in the same way like we'd be watching YouTube now and like talking about it if we all fucks with the same channel yo you would dig that so much because there was interviews obviously but there was all they, they were covering the, 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 the music scene so I They were announcing shows, and afterwards they would go at the show, and after in a magazine they would do a review of the show with pictures. So we were, uh, and I'm just rem remembering this right now. We were watching shows or doing shows, and there were journalists, but we knew, oh, okay, he's, he's working for this magazine. But usually they were also rappers or DJs or beat makers, uh, part of the scene, you know. But it was a, there was a real scene. I can assure you that, and it was it was genuine, still is in a certain way. But this in in those times, it, it was special. That's was, really cool. Because like, those are the things where unless you know about them, you don't know about them. And yo, I can't remember this dude's name now, so I'm gonna like try to remember. Chris, when you're editing this, remind me uh, that I gotta pin him in the comments in the YouTube channel. But there's this young dude. I know I met him one time. It was the day I met Craven, and all he does is find these old ass tapes, and just puts them on YouTube. He's like 24 and he's so passionate about Fate it. Fate la sonorité. That's the dude. My guy. I'm so glad you remember that. Man, Chris, you're this off the hook. boy. Yo, Yo he's so a blessing. Impressive. Yeah, he's like, a blessing. And he's been looking for those magazines and he has a few of them. Like, is he be like yeah. really doing that shit? If y'all don't know yeah. what I'm talking about, he Fate la sonorité. He got like curious, I guess, and he's yeah. just been looking yeah. for all the shit you can't get. Because y'all may not yeah. realize this. And I know for some of y'all, this is some basic matter-of-fact shit. But I'm aware of the greater audience of, like, hip-hop well, not knowing fuck all. But, like, there's a lot of music that came out on mixtapes. As in, like, you know, like, literally discs and tapes and shit. Mm -hmm. And it never made it to the internet. Mm -hmm. I know you might know Zaman. Or they got deleted. The they got people delete. watching this that we yeah. hope, not, you know, more people need to know about them. Mm -hmm. That's what we're trying to do. Is um, So there's, like, just not... Like he people, came, he, and he'd he be like capturing all that shit that nobody's really heard in like 15 fucking years and like be putting it it's online amazing. in a centralized place so that you can kind of go through what like Quebec and I guess Montreal sounded like mm -hmm. over this period of time before yeah. the internet when it's it important. was these fucking tapes and shit that they was hustling where you and I probably don't know nothing about it for the most part because we ain't like you know been about it like that And so when you go Google's now, it's just ghost. It doesn't exist. And like so much of this shit just disappeared or copyright violations pulled it. And yeah. This, that, the next thing. And 
Yeah. I think there's just a lot of ignorance around how much existed before the internet yeah. that isn't like documented in any meaningful capacity, regardless of efforts. All love to the people that did try to document it. Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to <laughs> Fatih Rasenerti. Shouts. Yeah. All that. So they were doing a bunch of shows. Or magazines kept you on the loop. Were you mm-hmm. doing merch back then? Doing what? Merch? Yeah. Me not. No. But obviously, yeah, there was people doing it. Not that much that I remember of. But me, no. Just just CDs and that kind of stuff. But um, I have to say as well, there were there was a, uh, hip-hop competitions like um, Hip-Hop Forever. Maybe you knew you know about this? Maybe. <laughs> hip-Hop Forever was a... Uh, a really uh, international uh, hip hop competition that you had to perform one song and after after you ha- you had to perform another one if you, you and and then there were there was a winner and the winner uh, could do shows in France or that kind of stuff and have like an album produced Manu Militari and his group maybe you know about Manu Militari he's one of the I would say he's one of he's one of the greats and from the 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 the, the French scene um in Montreal, and he, he won that. J7 as well, I think he won that, or I it was second. J7. Yeah, I think he was he was second. And there was English and Francophone separated, and we we did like uh, the the semifinals uh, semifinals for 2005 with my my group Kid to Dub, and this was also a place where a lot of uh, networking was 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 going on. And uh, so, how like a thing. scribble jam effect in the sense of it being like a tournament of sorts, where yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did like a very low key one of those. Like there was like four of us participating at like I think the top notch tracks or whoever it was through it and in, in the way, I don't know downtown somewhere, but like okay, maybe it was not the same people. No. It was just like the same kind of concept. And when I think about it, there's not a lot of that anymore. True, true. Maybe it's. I think hip hop is less competitive nowadays than it used to be. Competitive in a sense like the. The the, the 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 craft like oh I can kill you on a microphone it's less than that it's a, it's a, I mean it's not less than that but it's less like that I think I think and this is going to be a theory I have talking to a lot of battle rappers on the parallel show I do um, I think it has to do with judging probably yeah probably so if you look yeah. at the battle rap judging conversation why a lot of people I believe don't have judge battles it isn't cowardice or whatever people might believe. It's because the internet disagrees with the judges a lot. So if the internet don't agree with you, mm-hmm. and then that's what the conversation becomes. It takes away from the battle a little oh. bit. And I think a lot of people were just like, fuck it. Let the yeah. internet pick the winner. The internet going to decide Bro, anyway. I can assure you that I received like almost like 500 messages in the past 10, 12 years when I was judging battles and people were like against my judging. And maybe I received four messages saying yo bro that's i really dig what you said in that judging and everything a lot of messages but me but like <laughs> 20 times like for the negative part like i disagree i disagree i disagree i this yo man you're taking that time to telling me that you disagree you were not there first of all there are a lot of people like trying to judge battles but they were not there they're they're judging the the internet battle it's not the same thing I can assure you that even my own battle, sometimes I, 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 I've done a battle one time and I, I was like, oh man, I lost that battle. And I've lost it with the judges. Judges. Afterwards, I, I watched the battle and I was like, yo, looks like, it, it looks like I won. 
But we all knew that it was not the case, and it, the other way around as well. Yeah, because also the part of the internet is people can run that shit back. So, like, I don't know. Like, yeah. this is an area of life I'm not ignorant to. I've gone to all the four battles in my life, and there are three You've of them. Done battles? No, no. I've I've gone oh. to all of four battles. I the only battle I'm ever doing is a kindness battle with basics. Please do, man. That would be amazing. Yo, you got to understand. Oh we're coming with all the pause shit. All the pause shit you could think of. Oh, man. What about uh, us, Basics? I'm just saying that's the uh. only battle I think I would do because I think Basics can outbar me, but I'm a creative motherfucker. So we can come hard on this. Pr- you know, I, I'm just saying. Uh, you know, I thought about I've told him, I'd say, I, like, I'm trying to egg him on. It Sometimes I'll send him some bars just so he knows that if I really put my mind to it, I could. <laughs> That would be dope. Yo, Rico said something nice as well. Uh, people are competitive with numbers, but not skills. Like, you nowadays with what you were saying. And mm. compliment battles would be great, right? Yeah, I think it's well matched in Yo, terms man, of it. W- what did Magnanimous said about Hip Hop Forever? Oh, he said he remembered for- Hip Hop Forever. At Hip Hop Forever. That's cool. Yeah, this is I remember relevant. seeing Busta Flex, Fumble Aversa, Club Soda. That's great. That's not the same comment. Wow. I remember Hip Hop Forever. Um... Uh, oh, he he fumbled the line at Hip Hop Forever hard. Boom. Um, yeah, I know. Um, I think, Rico, like, here's the thing. And I'm just going to say, like, the skills thing is weird to evaluate because absolutely, are we what evaluating is it from a battle rap perspective mm-hmm. upon which now it's the combative wordplay? And, and even then, yeah, yeah. is the internet right or is the crowd right or is the judges right? Mm-hmm. And so already it's like, how do you pick? that then you got like yo kotd seems to favor the nerds and url seems to favor the streets so like there's which skills are better and Mm -hmm. so like doing album reviews yo you start going like Mm. there's redeeming qualities all over for it gets really hard and then what i like like yo when, when we did that we did a contest so and we tried to judge skills it was uh bring the bridge the gap with bars it was like an offshoot to bridge the gap and so I was giving out money every month, and we would get a beat from Peter West of Northern Beat Society, and people would rap on it. And literally, five people, no matter what, nobody agreed. I couldn't get fi- you can't you can't make motherfuckers agree. You, I made a whole it's, it's PowerPoint. Opinion. If anyone does want to watch it, and I'll stop writing shortly, uh, a whole PowerPoint on how much I think about that goes into an album review. It took me ninety minutes to get through all of the things I think about. And then you <laughs> might just be like, your analysis is trash. And you might be right. You might be right. Exactly. They might be right. I mean, I was probably wrong. I mean, uh, but it's not. I was not wrong. I was one of the judges. So I judged. (laughs) (laughs) Facts. So, yo, we're not we're not godly superior watching that battle. And I'm going to say he won. And I'm right. I'm the, the feeling was like, yo, I think that he had an advantage he had that battle. This is what my feeling is. And I, I, I repeat that for uh, often. I say a person can win a battle with one line. He could win with one line. If the, the other people is doing three verses and the guy has one line per verse or maybe just per verse. That's <laughs> one line. And, and he, he choked. He, he said the second verse. Ah, uh, I don't want to do the second verse. Let him rap. Uh, I don't want to do the third verse uh, either. Let him rap. And he done one line at the beginning and the line was fire. And the other guy is not 
having the crowd with him, the one guy line won the battle, motherfuckers. That's it. If the other, <laughs> if if you have an advantage of someone with one line, and when he raps and he, he knows that, damn, he, he's not able, he's not capable of having the crowd with him. He's 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 losing the battle. He's losing the battle. Yeah, losing the battle. Saying. Losing the battle. Losing the battle. Because it's like an energy thing too, or like it's, it's this. This is battle. Like I know I've watched a lot of like smaller league battles at this point. Because if I'm interviewing a man, I'm gonna go watch his battles. It just seems like the polite. I saw you live, so I feel like, yeah. You were there. You battle in French, bro. Ski, there's no subtitles. <laughs> we doing what we can in this. Shut up. Was it Word Up or Versus or somebody who just put up the 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 Chrome battle and it had subtitles on it? Yeah, Verso versus battle. Bro, that was That's the most incredible thing. Y'all yeah. don't even. I, I'm going to keep bringing it up because I don't think people understand how sincere I am when I say that would make me watch French battles. Let's and without go. that, I'm not watching it. If there was a way to fucking have yeah. subtitles in the back, I would be way more invested. I get it. I understand we're not Yo, there. That yet. would be so amazing. Real time, when we're battling on the stage, there's subtitles. Yo, we're, we're there with the AI. Facts. I mean, we're there. This is what we should be having yeah. AI conversations about. While people are being paranoid yeah. about chat, BG, chat GPT. Let's talk about how we can use AI to do True. cool shit. True that. And I were, just to let you know, the, the, my battle is going to be released April 21st, and we're supposed to have the subtitles. All I did was complain about it. <laughs> you got to put it in that article I wrote about the event. Yeah, yo, that, that, yo there was uh, real, real, real uh, topics in this article. Shout out to you, man. And uh, a lot of things has been said by me uh, in the past 15 years about the battle scene that you said in this article. It's not even. It's not even just like the 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 scene. It's all scenes, right? Like, look. Yeah. When I was younger, my brother was a DJ in the rave scene in like mm. 2012. Before, as I understand it, the violence fucked shit up and it went legal. That's that's kind of what happened. Back then, you were in these broken ass buildings. You could mm. smoke weed and cigarettes inside, and like two three hundred people was a bad night. Mm. So like, <laughs> there was like. But I remember back then the Facebook events we threw had no information in it. And the Facebook events for them rave joints, yo, even the most nobody DJ had a fucking paragraph written about them like they was fucking special and shit. And uh, my brother is fucking DJ Pyrotic. He worked with Johnny Filth as part of Bass Mechanics. Adam Roy would be his government. So, um... He was back then doing that shit, and I just remember seeing the level of effort that went into making the the events like nice and all these people coming to it. And people on the other side was like, yeah, man, the party won't even start till 11. I'm like, I don't know, bro. I make this much a year, and I got to be in bed by this time. <laughs> and, um, oh, man. Yo, that's nice. Shout out to Ray Ray saying that that's a good idea. I'm pretty sure he's talking about the subtitles uh, in real time in a battle. And Urban Logic calls them spoken word arguments for the battles. I don't remember <laughs> which. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, the yeah, AI. AI. No, to, to like try to think about how to win with AI. Like, you can't stop. This is Dunzos. Like, what? I'm having fun with ChatGPT. I'm making it like, because you can do it through Bing Chat now. Even beyond lyrics, I made it write a stories now. I made it write some weird shit. And like, so you could be like, yo. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Bing, tell me a story about Witness's origin in Repentini <laughs> and how he fought dragons <laughs> with DJ Magnanimous. Make Mount Ru- Mount Munch- uh, the mountain oh. an active volcano <sighs> and have zombies pull up. And it'll start going, bro. That and it'll add all that shit. <laughs> and then maybe it gets confused and it stops. But if you read it in real time when it's writing it, you're like... Mm. Yo, this is the dumbest <laughs> shit. It's like, Yo, I gotta take a leak as well. Yo, run your thing. Boom. I appreciate you still. I also appreciate all of y'all coming through here. Um, you could make the chat and the AI do real time lyrics too. That's not even fake. I don't think it's good yet. It, it will get good. But yo, that got me thinking as witnesses there um, about the power of live. Because, um, like, yo, if you already look at shit now, Motherfuckers is geeking on Instagram stories or reveals of in-progress, partially mixed tracks and shit. Like, people like the creation process a lot. And I think it's because the end result's hyper-synthesized. And, you know, everyone kind of knows what happens to that part of the cycle. And in the middle part, it feels like the artist is a lot more in touch with what's going on and shit. So my theory is, in the future, is going to be the people that are able to, like, bust out a live and then write a song in your face or freestyle in your face or do whatever they're drawing in your face so if like you you have like an actual mechanism of proving you can create your art in real time you'll be able to earn the validity and trust with the the people that are looking for pure art or whatever it'll end up getting dubbed because there will be this world of you know really fire ai shit and the worst part is we're gonna like it it's gonna be lit it's going to have some shit that's so good that you're going to be mad that you like it. And you're going to play it. And you're going to give in. could take you five years. I'm talking about myself. I don't know. But, like, I think that's what's going to happen with music. Is people are going to geek on the live experience. Because already, just, like, being able to rap your shit without backing lyrics impresses so many people. Because there's a charm to that where it, like, matters a bit less how good or not you are and shit like that. Anyway. I'd be wildly thinking about all this AI crap because, like, Homeboy's an artist and he was all salty and, like, low-key seeing what it does for blogs. It's like, fuck, that's going to hit me. Yo, shout out Jellybean. What's wild to think is that AI is the worst it will ever be in its current state. Facts. Yo, I've been seeing shit where people are taking Kanye West's voice and, like, just redoing songs. Like... Like, today was a good day, and it's just Kanye doing it as if Kanye chose to be like Logic and make that cover. Anyway, so, like, that's all that's all wild shit. That's why, like, maybe what you're saying about caring about the culture and the passion of it matters more. Because if you're really trying to be commercial, learn how to use the AI. Bro, just yeah, use the AI. Is, oh, yeah. Like, what the fuck are you trying to be an artist yeah. for? Just use AI. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I've said it once and I, I'll say it, I'll say it again. It's so nice that um, that AI exists now because um, real lyricists with multi-syllables, rhymes, and that kind of stuff, it's more important with because AI, it's, they're, it's not able, they're not able to do it. Oh, it will. It will, maybe. A couple years. But it's, I know rhyme and with the uh, uh, alliteration and rhyming with uh, different parts of a word. And I know that it's going to be difficult. Nah, broski. I was watching a video from Marquise Brown, the tech YouTuber today. And already, uh, being the the, the AI chat I was just talking about, it can already do alliteration. Mm. It can already do it. Yeah. Caramba. It's crazy, bro. ChatGPT4 is hard. 
bro, it's writing. I, yeah, I think you weren't there. You. I don't know if you were here on our God. time, but it's writing full stories and shit. Like, it's like people. So it's like it could write entire computer programs that could like plug into like your Google Chrome and be an extension. And like, anyway, yeah, I can do alliteration. It's crazy. Like, it, yo, it's alliterate. Yo, it's it's hard to say for me. Alliterate. Alliterate. <laughs> I don't even. I'm not even able to say it. Oh my god! But yeah, I mean, it's scary in a sense. But like, yo, let's be real. I'm not afraid of 18 writers in a room either. Yeah. Anyways, man, it's here. It's happening. Yo, We're DJ gonna live Ray with Ray, it. If it can't do it today, oh, it can. It can do definitely. It can already do that, and it can do it so well that you'd believe yeah. Nas and Biggie and Jay, all them wrote the like shit. Jay-Z. Like, this isn't the future. This is, like, a year ago, actually. Yeah, and, like, it's been happening, but, like, yo, like, yeah. end of the day, like, if you look at you just YouTube DJ culture, it's not that different than mashups. It's DJ just, culture? Like, DJ culture, like, of, like, all the, the DJs on the internet and their, like, culture. It's, like, there's this whole world of, like, mashups and shit. To me, it's, like, Look, I'm not trying to diminish skill or anything, but it's kind of that world of just fusing shit together and playing into that market only with anybody can do it now. Oh, man. We'll see. We'll see what's, what's yeah, going to yeah. happen. It can make Big's voice rap the verse it wrote. And it could like be like, I get on the mic and spit badly, not even on point. Um, <laughs> Ray Ray's saying, not sure I'm done with that, though. Me neither. But, yo, it is what it is. I mean, it's 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 here. Yeah, it's here. And yo, yeah. I think it will be a lack of soul. And I think the soul comes from the story and the packaging. Like, not to plug my shit, but like the pickle thing isn't just random. It's a whole fucking thing. And there's an art to that to me. And it's like, I think that's what it's going to be like. Mm -hmm. Like the people who really put the effort to build communities around things, they got zero motherfucking things to worry about. Um, zero. I, I don't know. I'm questioning. Um, it's 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 in a, it's a question because yo, if you can listen to music that is specifically made for what you like, maybe I will not choose to listen to a real person. If you give me the choice, Johan, we're gonna give you witness. We're gonna give you the choice. Do you want to press play and listen to a music perfectly done by a computer for what you like, or do you want me to to show you some Montreal rappers? Maybe I'm gonna say, oh, hey. So you know, it's it's a question, man. We'll see. We'll see what was gonna what it will create. But, I mean, let's be real. Is that that different than am I gonna go bump the local guy in the scene or listen to fucking whatever the AT Top Forty show tells me to listen to? It's to me, it's not that different. Like at a mm -hmm. fundamental, like, like look, uh, already pop music is hella sanitized. They use literal true. algorithms. True to tell you how effective a song's gonna slap or not mm -hmm. because they put like three and a half to four million dollars into promoting a single mm. so they're already just using math and science and shit yeah. to like run it all that's happening now is an extra button literally to me like this shit's just been the human version of this has just been the entire pop music industry since they got on their data gang shit in like the 80s Yeah, true that, bro. And they're saying a bunch of stuff, <laughs> real stuff in the chat. Shout out to them. Yo, they're artists right. gonna be using Chat GPT to write all their lyrics. Is mm -hmm. DJ Ray Ray no so? Broski, they already like you know like people ain't always writing their own shit. Like it's already kind of a thing to me. Or if they are writing their own shit, it's a derivative of like the other shit they just heard last week or whatever. 
Magnanimous has a point, man. It's AI is an accelerator. Uh, accelerator. Those using it to do the work with uh, to work with. The, uh, anyways, I know what he's. Uh, AI is an accelerator. Saying, Those using it to do the work for them will be left behind compared to artists who are using AI to enhance what they are doing. Mm, That's a fact. Exactly. We need to, yo, we need to use it to enhance what we're doing. There. And I this this is like, like yo, I didn't just start a blog randomly, right? Because like I did sort of but like yo I have a lot of experience with writing so like there's like an instinct to style that like I think I can do to differentiate where like you could generate a blog article you could generate 10 blog articles yeah. I think I could pick a better blog out of that 10 than you 9 times out of 10 just on some regular SEO shit I hope plus so. I could take that article and tweak it so like if you don't know the fundamentals of SEO writing so that your shit ranks on Google cause you've been just doing this shit Good luck. <laughs> You're just trusting that ChatGPT is giving you mm. the good information. Wow, man. I have an idea, man. We should try. Yo, ChatGPT, write me a battle against that guy. <laughs> yo, run it. We could do a whole. Yo, like, yo I do uh, it as a parody series for real on TikTok. Oh, man. Anyways, wow. I'm the, I like that pop his pop comment. That's all good. It's all about ducats mm. anyway. Um, I know Drake be hitting gpt4 for some lyrics jokes jokes <laughs> um yeah fucks with all y'all for interacting yo. yeah yeah like yo dead ass eight people seven it's been like a lot of people sticking around for this so it's really cool and just want to appreciate all y'all while yeah, we're still alive and shit um a lot of people will become lazy with ai and others will use it to outdo themselves and level up yo in my opinion True. like dead ass the way a lot of artists write songs to me from what I've witnessed and what I've heard, and I heard a lot of people tell me about the creative process on this show, a lot of people just write like they're an AI as it is. <laughs> so like That's a bar right there. And I'm not trying oh. to be disrespectful. Everyone out there knows if they are that or not in their soul. They know if they're just regurgitating what's popular and repurposing it into what they think is going to sell or not. Or they know if they're being authentic to what they is. Mm -hmm. That's not up for me to say. I've had people tell me their process, and people mm -hmm. admit it flagrantly that maybe aren't aware of it or maybe they're not ashamed of it but there are a lot of content is so algorithmically driven that we just been ai about our shit Yo, I, since 2014 easy chuck d just said in a in the latest drink champs he said that he always wanted to be not liked to, to be uh he, he wanted to not be liked he wanted his rap to be like uh, something that people would not understand and be like yo i don't like this I, it's not that i don't like i like it but i don't like it right, you know right, right. so and it made me re really uh think about it but anyways man no that's a we'll good see. point yeah but and uh, i had something else man oh, i forgot i forgot i forgot anyway. yeah, sorry it'll come back to you yeah yeah AI culture yeah yeah, yeah but yo i'll, I'll have to say i don't think guys like you would ever have to worry about it dead ass like okay Bro. look if your goal is not money you have nothing to worry about absolutely anyways man i it's in battle rap it's even it's even uh not bigger but it's it's intricate you know the, it's intricate the lyrics are really like it's word plays and people got to know about what the other people did and what i've done and blah 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 so it's uh, it's good luck to the ai good luck to the ai to get into the battle scene is that because <laughs> I um, will ba I would battle the AI any day until yeah. 2030. <laughs> is that because Maybe so much of this shit is offline? What do you mean by that? Well, like, 
I know a lot of battle rappers will keep their like Instagram private so that their ops in battle rap land, their like mm. opponents can't like Google them. So is there like mm. this like culture of secrecy in battle rap that battle rappers? I was rappers... not referring to that, but you're right. Yes, but uh, no, I was. I was just. It's not easy to do a wordplay with. Uh, it's to to do a link. It's it's to it's 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 in, in it's smart. It's smart to 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 link like an album cover with uh, maybe a line that the, the other guy did on his last battle, and then you do a link in between. Only the people's gonna know, and if somebody doesn't know, one people gotta say it's because it's this, it's this album cover. Or it's the name of his last uh, album or the 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 battle he've done. He said that, but. Good luck to the AI man to to make some links in between those concepts. Nah, I shouldn't be able to do that shit. He would be able, but he or she would. It would be able. Yo, but I like, mean, it's gonna be difficult, man. When you're already watching how it works, right? Yeah. It's already, like, it's not good at it yet, but it's already doing what you're describing. So not really. I, no, I mean the, the jokes and stuff. They are really like bro, uh, one. Like, uh, uh, it's not second. So like, second. I don't know if you've actually seen this fucking. I can show it to you after, but like. So Bing launched it. You have to like maybe give them your email address and they're cool. just leveraging the current chat GPT. And when you do your searches and shit, it's way smarter than what like six months ago's meme was. True that. You're right. And You're I'm not right. saying this from right. a point of like. It's fast. Like you got to understand, like if you check my Facebook, I wrote, I posted the shit that it like wrote and it, it's yeah. like, no dude, it's, yo, I gave it a lot of things to put together. Hmm. And it made it realistic based on my description. I get it. I get it. What I mean is double entendre or triple entendre. That's the way we say it. Uh, I would be really uh, interested to hear about AI, uh, to hear AI with the double entendre it's joke. Coming. I would I would ask them. It's coming quicker than people think. I'm but that's, like, yeah, we'll see. Because, yo, look, I've been watching ai tech for a hot minute like before it was cool because i used to in my day job be doing some big mm. boy customer service shit like i'm on the team that tells the call center what to do because we're looking at the numbers and we're setting up the new tools and so ai has been like a conversation and i've been using sentiment analysis and ai tools to mm. do my day job like parts of this shit like it's ability to interpret it's gonna be a problem for fucking six seven years like it's just like it, now it's new and mainstream, but the corporations this mm -hmm. is old tech. So like I'm talking mm. about just text analysis. So what's having trouble is the new tech is the the creation side. But yo AI knows context, mm. it just doesn't know how to write it. So people don't actually know that side of it because they maybe weren't working in that industry. But AI does been trained on sentiment mm. analysis mm -hmm. off of customer support tickets and shit like that for a long time every social media company that you see that's using our hootsuite or one of these things all of them have ai sent the, it's the mm. the you know basically the tools are reading every support case they get and you know what i mean and We're it's talking, getting better and it's getting better so yeah it's gonna be a problem but so i'm giving it's it gonna be a, an, an issue maybe not a problem but we'll see max we'll before see. it could write triples maybe maybe bro two we'll years see. max we'll see we'll see what it because motherfuckers yeah. is feeding the demon now. Yeah, exactly. We're feeding them. It's, yeah, it's, we're feeding no, I don't mean like you and I. No, no, well, I mean, no, yeah, we're actually, giving. Actually, me. Yeah, yeah, I started. Because yeah. I started fucking <laughs> with it. So I'm going to start making it write songs for me as goofs. I'll make it like, right, yo, give me an ode to DJ Magnanimous praising yo, he, his glory. Right. 
He's right. How long ago was then uh, Kasparov lost the chess match to IBM's? I don't know. Was it 20 years ago? I think it was like five or six years ago, no? No, I was. they made a movie about it when I was working at the Videotron in 05 to 08. So it was, and he won. He won that game, no? Didn't he? Didn't uh, he? But he lost not long after, uh, like within a year. Yeah, as Magnanimous said, ay, ay, ay. But, um, man, but, but like, yo, I got to give a shout out to George Orwell, George Orwell. Facts. We got to say, yo, this guy in 1948 wrote a fucking book called 1984. And in it, he was exactly saying that there was about to have some songs made by AI. Yo, but That's even dope. to that point, if we want to talk about 1984, you could argue that the way that Gen Z talks with emojis is short speak. That's oh what they call Lord, it in English. You're so right. Yo, I'm all about oh, fucking that shit. Oh shit! I never love thought that about shit. it. Because I've been like, yo, I, 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 because I, I, I wow. Had, yo, you're killing me right now. Yo, yo man, you're they, right. You're right. You're yo, right. 22-year-olds would be like, bro, you text like an old man, and I'm like, yeah. When we say like FM, fuck my life, FML, like, nah, bro, nah, nah, LOL, you're not blah, putting blah. red face. A hundred cap yeah. or whatever the right combination is. There's wow. no skulls over here, bitch. Why are you using words? You're right. And that's because I don't know where all the emojis are fucking located, and it takes me forever to find the one I'm looking for. <laughs> it's true. It's fucking long, man, to find them. We need to do research, and my, 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 my phone is in Portuguese, so I'm like, yo, do I have to fucking write it in French, Portuguese, English? And I'm typing three words. Yeah, Rico oh. Blocks just dropped a bar right there. Emojis yo, are 2023 hieroglyphics. Mm. That's hard. <laughs> AI and quantum computing is a concern, but only for art, except for video games, upon which AI and quantum computing is going to make video games the greatest fucking thing in the world. <laughs> oh, Super man. excited for that. So where are we? Come on, who on on it? Who on it? On in what we were speaking about before AI? I don't know, but your story is really the key part of that. Mm. And trust, I was paying attention there. Lots of you shows were, were yo, happening. Shout out to you, man. Magazine covers are oh, essential glue to everything. Wow. And um, True that. yeah, so basically, True that. you're in your group performing. True that. Uh, and basically, somewhere in the 08-ish, 06 to 08-ish era of your career is where we're at for your story. Yo, true that. Yeah, yo, that was nice uh, speaking about this. And shout out to the guys that, that added on a few information. Uh, Rico Block said like that the Johnny Blaze store on St. Catherine was the spot. And the, 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 the Tabu Disc. Have you heard about the Tabu Disc? I've heard of it. This is where been. I bought my first, uh, not my first, but the Connoisseur uh, Discazo uh, album, Apero album at Tabu Disc, man. Oh, my Lord. That was an album. Yeah, man. Those days were amazing, man, really, in a lot of ways. Do you remember and the store, Mars? Which one? Mars. Where? I don't know. DJ Magnanimous huh? just asked. It. So my follow-up ability the here is not Mars. high on St. Cath. Oh, Mars. Um, Mars. No, I, I'm thinking about the Labyrinth store, but it's not the same. Yo, I know Labyrinth. Yeah. I bought an Azalea dying shirt there. I, th I, I, I thought he was uh, talking about the Labyrinth, but Mars, I don't really Fuck, remember. I remember Labyrinth. That was the coolest shit. Everybody Dario, like, oh, big time. Labyrinth that I bought a band shirt. R.I.P. Labyrinth, huh? Shit, man. Facts. Shit. But then the, 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 we have to give some shout-outs to the... We were talking about battles, and uh, the battle started in Montreal in 2009, like the, the a, a, a cappella battles. Like that's the first ever battles. Yeah, a cappella battles. 
Right. So this is Filmed. like Scribble Jam's been around. The internet's made Jin famous. Everybody's seen that True. this is all happening. True. Grind BT. time's popping off and shit. Yes. Oh, 106 in Park. Yes, 106 in Park. Okay, yeah. let's go. Yeah. And there was also here uh, kind of freestyle, freestyle competitions in uh, uh, at Music Plus. Music Plus. Word. Yeah, man. Malicious won that thing. Malicious, uh, anglophone rapper from Montreal. Dope artist. The Magnanimous and Rico Blacks, they, they, they certainly know about Malicious. And Filigran, the, uh, the, the, the guy that put the, the, the battle scene and a couple of battles, blah, blah, he was competing as well. And I was wondering myself, yo, do I sign up for this? And I, I had my mind on my album and everything. It was like, yo, fuck that, that movie, that, that, that TV stuff. Uh, I was really like that, that kind of rapper, underground rapper. It's like, yeah, me on TV, fuck that. Say a word. Bro, yeah. in my entire life, all I dreamed about was being on TV and shit. Yeah, yeah, but uh, because I don't, man, I don't I know. Respect that about I you. I don't know. It you was... like, but yo, we didn't grow up with the same shit. I'm exactly, not gonna, it's I, a like, different era. Like I never came into this like hip hop game with this crew and people mm. showing me the ropes. It was like I discovered Eminem and DMX, and I liked rap music. And I wanted to exactly, make rap it. music, and I'm being like specific with that because yo, hip hop yeah. culture. Actually, one of my shits, it used to just be HSR is not hip-hop. Like, I wanted to put a distinction because <laughs> I recognized I wasn't participating in whatever hip-hop was. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm on some middle-class white people shit. Let's go. Yo, it's crazy that you say that because you know what? Because i always been also open to all types of rap forms. and I mean, if you do it because you like it and you think it's dope, Let's go. And, uh, and me, my thing was like real hip hop lyricism type of stuff. But I was not that lyrical when I when I hear it. They're like, no, 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 you know. But this was my thing. And I was really into like getting my guys proud as well. I, the last thing I would have liked is like my people, my own guys saying like, yo, you can't do that. This is not right. I mean, and I, I was always the younger one also. Maybe I got influenced by the, 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 the older ones. Mm. to do the, the thing properly by the codes i don't know i was yeah. just always confident i wrote poetry mm. in high school and motherfuckers always gave me compliments and shit so i was just like fuck that i'm a poet Bro. i can do my shit i'm not i used worried. to i used to write my own uh rhyme dictionaries <laughs> uh, like a's b's c's and it took a it took a while since i i mean anyways like I had word plays dictionaries well, as well. You literally, like wrote out books so that, like yeah. all the sounds like A B C D to all the stuff, all like the just words A like, O E U. Like we're talking like the sound level. The sound, the sound. So yeah. like like vacation, stay like, like exactly the A there exactly. Or, like become. So I would so, read like, them. Um 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 um. Yeah. Like, so I would read them a lot, and I would add a lot of words. So then my mind would be really ready to freestyle. With all of those words, so then oh, I would freestyle with all the types because oh, I have a lot of words gosh. in my head. Yo, you got Rico Black saying he did that shit too. Boom! That's my man. I'm not, I, I'm not doubting a second. I know it's true. I oh. never did that one time in my life, but as you're like saying it, I feel like as you freestyle enough times, you kind of start doing that in your head a bit, like organically over practice, but. 
Exact. No, there's there's people that are good enough to do it organically. I needed a dictionary. <laughs> no, I'm not saying But, it was fast. It took. Yo, shout out to Magnanimous saying that he remembers the music plus bat plus battles and Rico Black's Shamade little uh, big up uh, malicious because I, I he told me about this Rico Black's that malicious is from Laval Shamade. And that's huge, man, because Laval is really huge nowadays in the hip-hop business in Montreal. Laval is, there's a lot of artists from there, like uh, the Tiso, um, not Tiso's from Montreal, but uh, the, the Shri's and the, 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 the high classified, blah, blah. So uh, that's nice to know that in 2000, was it in 2004, 2005, that freestyle competition, maybe 2006, I don't know, there, maybe there, it was for two years. But yeah, and after that, 2009, the, 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 the battles started. And it was, man, if you don't know about this, bro, it was rocketeering <laughs> all over the place. Everybody was talking about this in the hip hop uh, Which league scene. was it? To, huh? Which league? Word of Battles. Okay. Word so of this Battles. started Word Up. Yeah, 2009. It was so big that I, I, I was obligated to do it like okay i need to do so it you weren't gonna be on the tv to do it because that was too fucking big for you you didn't want to be a sellout so you were like fuck that i'm doing the culture I thing I, i will explain because i know how music plus was doing their thing it's all oh oh there's one rap rapper what's your name and then oh there's a publicity there and then oh we're gonna cut and then oh we come back with the rappers and then And I was not really digging the way they were doing their stuff okay. at the hip hop. If it was right, Malik Shahid, I was not really a fan of his, okay? And I really respect what he did. And thank God for Malik Shahid, okay? We're going to say it. Because this guy gave a lot to the hip hop scene in Montreal. He's, uh, uh, he's a veteran like Foundation. But I was, it was not my type of uh, in a. Uh, hosting uh, rap stuff so anyways there was also a KOTD Montreal also true was that before or after Word Up I think it was before I think it was like six months before okay big yeah. respect that was at yeah. Koi if I'm not mistaken um, holy shit DJ Ray Ray's first song was in 85 yo well, <laughs> DJ Ray Ray, we gotta have a conversation yo, on the show, my G. And all Ray Ray, bro. Yo, I gotta say, while we're recording and it's yo, it's live. It's, yo, it's, it's like live and editing. Exactly, it's live. So Ray Ray, man. Yo, I heard about the the first time I hear I heard the song, not Territoire Style, but Zone Sinistre. Zone Sinistre. It was in '98. Uh, I think it was a cash show. It was a, a hip-hop uh, uh, show at the radio. Anyways, cash show. And when I heard Zone Sinistre, man, I was bugging out. I was really bugging out. Oh, my Lord. And there's a double entendre there on the uh, Sans Pression verse, SP verse. He says, he said, MC Rouillé Marjane du Tétanos. Tetanus is when you, you when s s something is um, oh. is, there's a there's stain on a metal or I aluminum. Know you're that, like tetanus. 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 So MC rouillé. So MC uh, MC that is not is rouillé. Do you know that word rouillé? Nabi. It's it's it means right, this uh, is a live demonstration <laughs> of why I don't bump a lot of French hip hop in my Anyways, life. <laughs> yo, MC rouillé margent tetanus. I am being yo shout out Zamanel Rusty yo thank you for those yo shout out Zamanel, man right there. Rusty He's so the Rusty I MC will French. Rusty MCs will die fast of tetanus 
Okay. You got that double entendre in English as well, it. right? So in 98, I'm hearing this. I'm 16. I'm like, what? I'm down for this shit. So I was trying to write that, that kind of stuff. One of my guys, Raid from Kitudub, once told, je l'ai blanchi comme crest. So I... <laughs> nah, that's fair. And yeah, Shout I, out. I do not know, as uh, to Magnanimous is saying, Holden, you might not know Ray Ray's production catalog because it's mostly French rap, but he's one of the OGs from the Quebec hip-hop golden era. I mean, Facts. I got the gist of that. That part I could extrapolate from this overall conversation. Um, wow. I would be fucking faking if I said I was aware of your music, my G. I am not. But... You know, I'm a lot more open-minded to it. I just, yo, I don't understand the bars. I get them at, like, the literal level of what's being said, and it takes so much effort to, like, get it, figure out why rappers are good or not. Production's easy. I can always tell if a beat's good. <laughs> but, like... Exactly. No, I get it, man. But then I started I listening it. to drill in other languages, and I stopped giving a fuck mm. entirely. So I can just vibe mm. on flow. And I totally agree with that. And and nowadays, 2023, I'm more into that kind of music as well. It's been it's been a while since I'm not all into the bars. And I can repeat a, a bar twice if it's dope. It's dope. And it's, it's good. And I like what he said. Yo, Rico Block said that he used to rock the st st strategy, strategy name before you heard about Stratège. Because Stratège and Ray Ray had a group. They formed a group called Les Architects. Right. And Les Architects, my lord... La, the album Le Plan, man, that w was that the name of the album? Yes, it was. It was. Tell me it is, man. It was Le Plan. This album, bro, you would hear this, man. The beats are banging so hard. Nas and those guys would have bought those beats. I can yeah, assure you that. Word. Um, Yo, honestly, um, like, as you're saying that, I'm like, we should make a show at some point where, if not people pull up, where we just do that. We bump French shit. Boom. And then... A guy like you pulls up. Because, yo, I can't do this. Me trying to talk about French hip-hop is, is goofy at best. I don't have mm. the ability. Because I know what I do with English. And I don't have the ability to properly give any real critical analysis on French hip-hop outside of, like, the superficial. Like, yo, I mm -hmm. can talk all about a man's flow. But, like, it stops <laughs> and his delivery fire. What he's, like, I listen to Monkey's music and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not getting everything here. I don't get it. <laughs> like it's just, it's just kind of the situation. Shout out to my man. I love yeah. the sounds. I'm like, yeah. I wish I understood the fucking depth of your poetry, mm. but I don't. Not in, in French. But let's say we ran it with a guy like you, where yeah. you could do that, that translation shit. It would be really yeah. cool because yeah. I feel like we should know who DJ Ray Ray is. I'm sure most people do, and Absolutely. I'm just like the fucking goofball. But you knew, you knew doesn't. bless. You knew about bless. Just because it is interview show, bro. My entire knowledge of hip hop comes from fucking talking to people on this show, and then they tell me about people, and then if enough people talk about people, I remember them. But yo, we need that. Every yo, anyways, you know that you're needed, bro. Man, I mean, I don't have. I'm not doing what you're doing, and there's a lot of people that is not as well. So go on Twitch, start running it, do it. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it, but yo, bro, I wish I had time to do it, man. I'm just like figuring out how to fucking do my laundry like <laughs> yeah, i appreciate that shit yeah for me it's a passion project one day i want to write books on the montreal hip-hop scene and oral histories is the easiest way to write a book and i own all these oral history content let's go let's point. go so like it's just let's part go. of like this down the line thing let's go. so i love doing this shit i love learning about the culture and the history of mm -hmm. the city i love it too man i love it too and that's why those magazines that i told you about 
we need to find all the copies and put them on the internet just for everybody uh, everybody to see it's important facts uh but like so you're in like you're in your group 2008 ish you're performing a lot still you're running your grind are you guys getting into music videos and shit is the internet's popping up or are you getting into the internet yeah. side of things at all yeah absolutely man are you a myspace rapper yeah i had that myspace we had and we had a lot of thousands of plays and i remember man in those times there was a few guys that were you, you could pay them and they would you, they would do their your myspace page like they would do it dope they would pimp it like chubby shout out to chubby man chubby of uh, bbt from the east side of town as well chubby was uh, was making a, a lot of money man with this myspace stuff and yeah man myspace and afterwards came uh, facebook and blah blah man but uh the, the the myspace days were were nice as well we were really like dming and yo i like your stuff blah blah i can to come here do a show i would like to do do it blah 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 so yeah you know and then, like i guess because, like are you like because you're all staying within the french side so in a sense yeah. like montreal french side myspace would have been more of a limited pool than say like the global myspace community where people would have been Clearly. integrating all over it was just like you were more likely to run into local shows Absolutely. and shit. But if I remember correctly, we were uh, we were able to like other artists. They were able to like our page and we would see on the right side of the page that we were liked by those artists and we were related to that. I think there was something like that as well. I never so, did it as a musician. So oh, okay. like, I did yeah, it as a true. guy who tried to flirt okay. with girls on my face. Uh, <laughs> which is okay as well, which is maybe better. Oh, it's a different man. vibe. It's a different MySpace flex. Man. But the YouTube, uh, yeah, 2008, we started to put some clips on YouTube. It was nice, man. It was... Uh, you had like all the gear and the cameras and shit? Yeah, but it was regular cameras and i had a girl called uh veronique shout out to veronique menard uh, aka uh, what was her k k style no crystal <laughs> she um she booked a lot of uh act and she hip-hop shows and everything and she was doing like montage the montage montage how do how do we say the montage oh boy what's <laughs> the context do, to do a, a video montage, a okay, montage a video. Montage. A, a, yeah, video montage. Because it's like a French word, but said in English, so it's kind of strange for me to say it, like video montage. Be like that. <laughs> video it montage. Just, it just is like that. That's how it goes mm. sometimes. So, yo, uh, first album, we, we did not have uh, any music video, but we had um, shows uh excerpt uh, this some some part of shows acapellas in the studio dropping a verse uh, we called it kid to dub tv and uh it was so i was liked really it on that like content grind back true at that, the beginning true that what we did a lot was going uh, at radios stations radios uh, radio stations and dropping uh live performance filming it putting it on YouTube after with uh, some visual at the beginning and something professional saying kit to do, blah, blah, album coming, album coming or album available, blah, blah. So, uh, so yeah. Basically, we're an influencer. <laughs> True. But we influence not a lot of people. But, not yeah, maybe really, a lot, maybe really a lot. describe the grind. It's yeah, like, the grind was there, man. Ah, I, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. just at CKUT filming myself, <laughs> putting it on the internet. Like, <laughs> Yo, we still have those videos, man. At Ghetto Iridzi, shout out to Ghetto Iridzi, man. They've been doing their thing for like 15 years. And in 2008 or 2009, we were freestyling. And my, my man, Raid from Kit Dub, 
he took the microphone away, like he broke the microphone from the, the CISM radio station while freestyling. And because we were freestyling live, he kept the microphone in his hand, but it was like a radio microphone, like broken. He kept it and afterwards like, oh, rest in peace, the microphone. It's not, it's not possible to put it back. So they had to change the microphone because, but I, I assume it was it was old. <laughs> it just broke it. And it was, we have that on tape. It was on, on YouTube in 2008. Yeah. Oh, man. Yo, shout out Magnanimous for the list of producers that are dope. That's there. Shit, man, bro. Stratej, DJ Choice, DJ Storm, Devious, Dave One. And uh, Devious, I don't really know him. Ald5 or Ald V and all of that. I forget. Men's Pino too, man. Those those people, they are my big brothers. You know what I mean? They showed us the way. And right. Magnanimous and Ray Ray are they, they're from that they're 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 from <laughs> from that cloth as well. Yeah. yeah shout right. out to them. Yeah. And yeah, shout out to y'all for being around, right? And being on Twitch. Cause yo, I know <laughs> Magnanimous is streaming on Twitch. And yo, Boom. I gotta give that props because a lot of cats from yo. A lot of people from the olden times of hip hop are really reluctant to doing the modern times of marketing, mm. which yeah, requires kind of. more of this type of shit. Then I can understand not. why. Um, shout out Rico Blocks for fucking embracing reels like a champ, though. Like True I gotta that. give him. He makes nicer reels than I do, and I know it. <laughs> and I'm like, but like people who embrace the. Um, Yo, Rico Black said something. Sorry, man. He got a whole album with Menspino dropping next year said that no, I, I know yeah. but that, that what wow. it doesn't mean the same thing to me unfortunately oh, true, right? true, like, yeah. i wish <laughs> did. that's why we doing this yeah we're bridging the gap a, a year and a half from now i might know what the fuck that means and then you know then i'm gonna go listen to some of this and you know slowly yeah, digest yeah. it but like i swear Sometimes I'll have interviews like this, and it'll be like, yo, that guy said 100 names. I have to Google that. 100. One interview. Because there's that many people <laughs> that did that many. So some of them come back again, and you get to like see their names over and over again. But Yo, Magnanimous said something real as well. I grew up looking up to those guys. Even Magnanimous was looking up mm. to those guys. That's real. Oh well, I think Lord. that's something where I, I, I think if we want to talk about some complications in the modern culture that aren't spoken about, it's that the little ones don't have a lot of people to look up to. Um, I don't True, know how to man. fix that problem True, because man. it's just something I've been thinking about. I try to like holla at little ones whenever I can. And I'm not saying that there aren't people doing it, but like it doesn't feel like there's a lot of efforts from people in my age group to like holler at the 20 year olds go mm -hmm. to their shows be a part of their culture mm -hmm. and see what they're doing yeah it's and separated that's just my anecdote so i could be wrong maybe mm -hmm. y'all be doing this shit i'm doubting that many 35 year old men are going to blue dog when it's young people blue dog but like because yo blue dog has two blue dog crowds for hip-hop there's young blue dog where <laughs> nobody's yo you know what the difference is the men Cause girls ain't at both the shows, but the men dance at the Young Blue Dog, like the men be getting sturdy and shit. So yo, I gotta go there to dance with men. <laughs> I, I know, but like <laughs> otherwise, it's the same shit. No, no, but yo, down to like the same Chief Keefs and whatnot. Just kidding, man. But the hip hop scene is so vast; it's it's crazy. I was at uh, Makeway Studio the other day with K Stats and uh, Basics, but Basics just left and. 
we we ran th- through a guy. Uh, we we what's the word for that? It's gonna, we met we met a guy called Everett. Oh man, what is his name? Anyway, yo, I should Google that name or find it on my IG. Maybe K-Stat will remember Everett something. Anyways, man, 23 years old. And it, it is by, by being in the studio, being in hip-hop shows, battles, and I meet a lot of young rappers, a lot, lots of them. And lots of them are really, really dope. They know the codes. They, they're here for the craft or getting known or not heard anyways they want to do music they want to do battles and they're good and we're uh, i'm part of the uh, mc challenge uh yeah, that's a fact it's, it's crazy uh, crazy crazy project we're in schools is every week trying to find some great mcs from 12 to 6, 17 years old and it's it's really amazing to see them bro it's uh, I, i've been really stunned stoked about it because i i didn't I I haven't thought of like that that they were about to be that good or that courageous and yeah, that ballsy like oh shit. I won't forget the first time I talked to a 17-year-old on an interview like this. What he told me is he had already written and recorded over 300 songs by himself. There you go. And yeah. Yo, they might be in all of our opinions not good songs. They might be good. So- That's not the point. It's not the point. We didn't live in a world where By the time we're 17, yeah. we have five, six years of songwriting no, under no, our belts. Exactly. That just that isn't what it was. And we're not talking just the guy was just YouTubing tutorials on how to mix his voice when he was 13 and shit. Wow. Like, yeah. So, like, there's plenty of kids that just, like, by the time they're 20, this kid uh, he used to go by Jose the Great. Now he goes by Josh. He makes his own beats, makes his own voice, uh, makes his own voice, does his own vocals. He can sing, he can rap. It's bunch insane. of them can do that shit it's insane like to them that's basic oh you can't sing and yeah. rap bro are you even in the game <laughs> and then like when you look at you're, it from that perspective you're dead on yo, these you're kids right when they really want to will drop some bars bars because drake does it here and there mm-hmm. <laughs> true oh man that's why it's nice also to see nas dropping albums like that and having like coverage and Because a lot of people thought talked about those albums, we have to say, and uh, other people saying, "Oh, Nas is not a, he's not." Re-. When Twenty One Savage said that Nas not is not relevant anymore, and uh, it's good, it's good for Nas. And then uh, thank you, Twenty One Savage, for saying that. Because if y'all think Nas is relevant, relevancy is one of the only. I don't even know. <laughs> it's one of the only things numbers can measure on the internet. That's it. You're right. Twenty One Savage yeah. gets like five to ten times the fucking streams and fucking attention on the internet that fucking Nas gets. It doesn't. It's not who's good or bad. It's not who's better or worse. Yeah, th- those there's are very few universes where fifty year old men are more relevant to like <laughs> pop culture than young dudes. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> like, it's just yo yeah perspective yeah, yo, yeah, i know yeah, what yeah. our algorithms see i'm on old man facebook as i call it too i'm right there with you watching the nas debate i don't even think the kids are having the <laughs> no, nas debate. you're right <laughs> that's true they're like who is who is nas no they know uh, they, yeah, they kind of know shit. they kind of know Nabby. yo bro i bumped into some people that they didn't know who biggie was nor tupac 
They were 17 years old, in uh, interested in the music, in a rap music show. I don't really remember where. And I had that because some I don't know how I understood and I asked them and I really wanted to be clear about it and they really they didn't know so some 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 information doesn't and I I can understand that it's so so vast for nowadays 2023 there's so many subcultures of everything if you're interested into gaming maybe you will never hear about anyways well, even bro. more than that so like a lot of us. <laughs> Uh, yes, it's about who is the best. Okay, hold in. It's Sean Price Shit. is the best. Uh, shout out Sean Price. Yeah, yeah, we should talk, up, talk Bro, about this. I just this. got to drive Smith & Wesson across mm. Quebec in a blizzard on the subject of wow. Sean Price. So I literally drove them across the oh fucking blizzard. God, I almost killed, I, and I don't wow. mean this in a bad way, but the car was sliding. It's a fucking blizzard, and my mind is flashing like, what the fuck happens if this bitch crashes? Wow. And it did not. Oh my we got God. through it. We got Thank safely God. back. We pull up into Montreal and ice tablets are falling off of buildings. And oh my. Tech is like, where the fuck are we, bro? What Yo. the fuck <laughs> is this? <laughs> That was Thursday, like the Wednesday. beginning of the Verglala. It was Wednesday. Wednesday. Yo. Oh As my it's God. all starting. storms started. And Jesus. Honestly, we had to be like, bros, this is not Montreal. This is not what I was expecting. Um, wow. Yeah, that's a fact, DJ Ray Ray. I do think people need to do the knowledge. I just think that there's not a lot of guides for the knowledge. I did get distracted there with the Sean Price comment. But when you start Googling this shit by yourself, um, without anybody like really guiding you down this process, you might end up going down rabbit holes of bad information, which happened to me, where it took me a long time to let's say gain enough knowledge to check my whiteness for a lack of a better way to put it, like to, to get past <laughs> certain biases and True. to recognize certain privileges and to mm. like really like, bro, if you don't know about the 5% nation, you're missing a huge part of hip hop. Absolutely. But like, how do you get there from, I'm starting like I literally read books and shit. I bought the fucking, yeah, you got that Wu -Tang book. the Wu-Tang Wu -Tang books and shit. Yo, I'm, I hear you, DJ Ray Ray. I'm saying doing the research now is weird because of algorithms. Yeah, but Wikipedia, bro. Wikipedia, I just read the, the kids. They know how to read the hip-hop history on Wikipedia. It's mad missing info, though. There, there's Go a lot of info. Price's fucking Wikipedia. There's, there's a have. lot of info. It's missing a lot of info. I know, I know, but so there's like, a lot. It's a little like, yo, if you don't know Big when you're 17, I'm not, like, mad at that 100. That's like, mm -hmm. like... I, I know how it sounds, but his last well, yo, project I've, came out like six, seven years before that kid was born. There's been the whole Lil Wayne era. I know, I know, All I this know. other, I, yeah. I, I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I'm just having empathy on the kids. But you know who the responsibility is on, dead ass? Like, it's us. A part of part of because we didn't make sure that of. people knew shit we i think millennials mm -hmm. in particular are really garbage at passing information down and receiving information from above mm. this was the criticism yeah. given to me when i was young and i think there's a lot of truth in that mm -hmm. so i'm just not blaming the kids i'm not I'm only blaming the, the kids more, you know? yeah yeah but yeah the the uh the internet the way it works it it, it fucks up a lot about with, with the uh, the educate educa education a lot a lot yeah 
Yeah, we have. Yeah, it's it's true. And I, I think about this lots of time because I've worked with kids uh, and teenagers for uh, two and a half year as a, a youth worker. And I, I had that conversation with, with a lot of uh, lots of kids, man, about this. And they were they thought that hip hop was always around and that hip hop is just like they hip hop is hip hop. They don't know that it's 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 from the people, mm. it's from the, the, the hood and it's from people without nothing. They created the type of music that was that, that that was created with nothing at all, like just like plugging cables and trying to fucking sample this uh, disc that I got free from my uncle and uh, I don't have uh, any dollars to buy uh, that type of machine and, and it, they don't they know that, and it's it's a it's a beautiful story they got to know about this I think so it, too the only thing I can say in defense of them is I've talked to enough people in the same capacity to hear about how people learned about music and when we were younger there was a lot more older people sharing music with younger people true that there was a lot more DJs curating the music mm. and then somewhere along the way youtubers took over that responsibility mm. so now it just depends on where you landed in algorithm land because i could take you one day dj ray ray and show you how a rabbit hole happens where you never end up at biggie but think you know what you're talking about mm -hmm. it may include words like insane clown posse and i all love to the juggalos but let's say you start there Mm -hmm. You're going down rabbit holes and shit where it's really different. And then what if Yellow Wolf is your first favorite or Jelly Roll? You know, like, and I'm not trying to be difficult here. I just actually care a lot about this topic in particular, about why the kids do or don't care about things and what they've been exposed to and education and music. Mm -hmm. It's just so interesting to me. But, like, there is a lack of guides willing to take on that mentorship role to ensure that the extra parts come with it. Cause yo, if I go bump Biggie without anybody explaining shit to me, like it's important that when he said, I'll suck your daddy's dick, the extra <laughs> context there is I Biggie's trying to say the most shocking shit mm -hmm. because at the time horrorcore is kind of creeping. Like there's so much shit that you're True. just not getting yeah. unless yeah. you have guides. That's, that's a beautiful really thing about it. Explain why that shit Yeah. is actually good and i know this broskis because i did all these album reviews and lami like lindell this man has been dropping shit over i got brutalized in the comments because i have a middle class kind of life going on and you don't understand hoodie bonics and storytelling and literacy like there's so much shit to unpack mm -hmm. if you want to have that kind of culture passing on properly and like yeah that shit isn't happening I don't know when the chain got broken, but them kids is starved for our attention. And you, you must see that. They must yeah. be so excited that you as an older dude is even True. talking to them because none of us is doing it like that. We just judge yeah. the motherfuckers. But there's a difference between 26 years old uh, adults, that is young people <laughs> for, for me, and 16 and 17 and 18. It's a different... Now there's a new generation and i have to say that it, it, they're different that the other one that i used to know like 10 years ago and seven years ago and the new generation props to them i need to shout them out because really uh, uh i've been uh, really uh, impressed by what i've seen and but yo i need to say man 
that is like you said it's a percentage there's a percentage that it's our fault and fault or it's our responsibility yeah, yeah. and it's also their responsibility and it's also the platforms and how the business works and how it's it also this is all uh, it's all mixed it. It was kind of when a what? new hot culture. When what? Got when y'all got into hip hop, it was a new hot culture. Now yeah, it's your true. dad's culture. True, exactly. I'm sorry, but there ain't a universe where an 18 year old want to get into his dad's culture. Like dead ass. You're okay, right. Maybe I'm wrong. You're There's right. examples, but I don't really like 70s rock and shit because it's my yeah. dad's favorite genre of music. Never and I thought some about petty it. Shit, You're right. Yeah. I still don't fucks with fucking Led Zeppelin because they're my dad's favorite yeah. band. That's it. It's not even a good reason. They're just his favorite band, so fuck that. You know, it's some You're stupid. Right. I'm yeah, 35. I never thought about it. <laughs> You're right, man. It's gonna. It's kind of strange for teenagers to, to start rapping like, yo, they're drill. doing. Yeah, right, which is different. Yeah. Old man's be like, fuck that trail shit. Yo, they said so many real things in that chat. Shout out to MCO. Shout out, Shout yo. Out to everyone. Respect to Ray Ray and Magnanimous and Rico Blocks saying so much uh, in the chat. There, uh, I bro. love DJ Ray's open mindedness because yeah. he'd be like having the conversation with us with an open mind, and I got big respect for you for bro, that, Ray Ray. Yo, you don't you don't get to 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 this age in the game without being open to uh, other enemies. But I don't know how old he's fifty. He's fifty. He said it a few a oh, few minutes bad. ago. He's fifty it. years old, and um, and what are you, what magnanimous saying? Yeah, but how far removed from today's rap? was rap from 20 years ago Oof. it's pretty far removed because yeah, like literally removed. everything's different now yeah like yo i mean like the internet changed so fucking 15 much. december and if we're even having that conversation is north america even lit no more because yo, my favorite mm. artist might be an italian drill rapper right now mm -hmm. and he drops i'm bumping that it doesn't it's not even in english mm -hmm. i don't know what he says no, i need google I'm, translate I'm glad you hear that man yeah that's nice i'm google translating <laughs> Oh man, so like, but it's a uh, yo. We need to say, man, fifty years old of uh, hip hop uh, also, in dance is part August. Of if we're being honest, dance is part of hip hop. Yeah, and absolutely. them kids be taking dance back to the forefront. The, in a the way dancing that part of the hip hop. We on some Fat Joe lean back shit, and they be on some. It's nineteen seventy <laughs> something, and I'm trying to impress a girl shit. You're right. You're right. Yo, and gra graffiti as well, man. Graffiti. It's a. Uh, we can't say that graffiti is not popping right now. Oh I mean, God it's, is popping. God damn God it is. God damn, I love it. I, I love, love it walking, so much. Yo, when you cycle, you see it. This is hip hop as a motherfucker. This is hip hop 100. And those are the guys really yeah. willing shout to Shout out to my girl. Up. Shout out to my girl, NAP. Yo, we need more b-boying and graffiti and, and hip-hop a lot. So here's the thing. We do need that. True. All of the scenes in Montreal are hella not connected. Like, I know the producers all holla at each other, but they ain't necessarily friends with all the rappers. All the rappers be doing a bunch of rapper shit. Fucking, there's entire breakdancer collectives, b-boy collectives. I never see them at rap shows. I never holler at them. They exist, though. Whole-ass scenes. The DJs got whole-ass contests I never go to and shit. And we're also fucking separate. Deadass. True, man. Yeah. But the, the scene is vast. Like I said, it's it's a big scene, man. Yo, we, 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 we've... We've saw each other so many times in this scene, man. It's 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 never ending. People don't know, but yo, I've been in this scene for the past twenty four years, and it never stops. There's no week without an event in my life for the past twenty four years. I I think that if I check the 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 the, the la moyenne, the medium, it would be like at least three events per month for the past twenty four years. Three things related to to anyways, bro. It's crazy. That's 
It's crazy. Yo, they've been saying so many real you know, things. Because it's like Zaman else like again, if you're 16 years old and right now isn't b-boying and graffiti your dad's culture, I don't know if I'd put sturdy as b-boying. I get sturdy. You know, it's different. So because it's different, you're right, but it's different. Hip-hop one. And, yeah, I love that one. And graffiti, oh, bro, let's be time. fucking real. I don't think there's ever going to be a point in time where the thrill-seeking of fucking graffiti isn't going to be attractive to adrenaline junkies down to go fucking have that rush. You're right. I am good, not good luck person. to the AI for this one. Um, You're going to AI walls? Yeah, Yo, you can't AI that shit. <laughs> you can't. You Yo, can't. have you not looked at some of them tower climbers and shit? And you can tell like there used to be a construction thing there, and then the construction thing goes away. So there's just this floating fucking tag, and you're like, motherfucker, Spider Man. How? Spider Man and that shit. Oh. Yo, I be seeing girls doing this shit. I have got outside of the drug profits folks, where whatever. I have not seen a single man in the streets doing this shit. I have caught like eight or nine women. Little teenage wow. girls running around. I ain't seeing dudes running around do this. Bro. Always the markers. Because I see them when I cycle. And she's these girls I by themselves shouting. with fucking hoodies, fucking mm-hmm. tagging shit up. Yep, I was shouting out one of them. Like, NAP. Yo, there's a lot of graphers in Montreal. So passionate about that that that, that art form. And there's Yo, a lot. Of, there's, it's a big culture. It's a big scene. What about yeah. drone tagging? You drone feel, tagging. I feel like oh my yo, god, Riri has no, yo. no. But we gotta like okay. Oh look, if god. it's an AI drone, drone that's crazy. But if you actually have to use the joystick yourself to fly the drone to make it, no AI is cool, gonna do it. No, no, fuck the AI. But you're a whole other sport now. <laughs> using a drone to <laughs> to like do your tag <laughs> that would be hard. Like, if you got to control that, because now there's a mad skill to it. Yo, Ray Ray's dropping gems. I remember the industry was laughing at us. True that. And, 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 yo, Why? And I, I, it's not even my era. I mean, those guys, I know, man, they, they, there's so many closed doors got busted open. Oh, my God, man. Shout out to those guys, man. I also don't want to miss what uh, my anonymous said. Uh, it's sad to say there are less and less DJs cutting and scratching. Mm, true. Uh, more new DJs are not doing their homework and due diligence when it comes to skills and being a professional. Mm, true. I Absolutely true. That's the case in all industries. Yeah. Yo, they're saying that's the case in literally all, like not even just as a joke, but did you know the army is having trouble finding people? Because motherfuckers is just dead ass not able to do the physical requirements to do the, wow. the army no more. Like, motherfuckers is just too fat and out oh of shape God. to actually go to the army. So like, imagine, that's the beginning of the demise of uh, North American culture. <laughs> a Western in a weird culture, place, right? Like, people We're got, too fat. We're too fat for the army. If you want to go conspiracy, Yo, that theory, would be a dope China name is a huge now, owner of Epic Games and floods the video game market on terms of that gambling side of shit. It's a huge part of a Chinese influence in a culture war. What, what they, game? Uh, Epic Games, like the store that the people that own Fortnite. Ah. So, like, that storefront, that's all basically owned by the Chinese government and shit. Like, 40%, whatever. Wow. And then if you think about it, they've been pushing video games that get people to be free to play, getting your kids hooked on Fortnite and shit. That's Damn, them. Man. And then you get this whole culture of people that don't want to go outside. And then one day down the line, their army is just people who go outside. So, I don't, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just having Too fun Too fat with the for idea, the army. But, like, it sounds stupid, I have but... My, my next album is going to be called Too Fat for the Army, man. It's too dope. <laughs> yeah, I'm with that. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do the number of push-ups required, like, in a fast enough time. Uh, yeah. Yo, 
Ray Ray said something so dope the, uh, just a few minutes ago. He said like the the DJ Devious that Ray Ray um, uh, lost to Devious at the DJ Scratch uh, convention in Montreal like uh, 25 years ago, and now he's saying. I was there with A Track when he was like 12. That's hard. A Track. See, that I can recognize the significance of. Yeah. A Track ends up touring with Kanye and shit. I think he's won a Grammy or nominated or something. He's been like, yeah, there. but he, he worked with uh, so many legends. It's, it's incredible. And Magnanimous said, who's going to tag outside when you get King Spray now? When you got King Spray now? What is King Spray? I, I don't think really... he's making a joke on King like Spray. Insta tags. I don't know, man. Please, magnanimous. You'll break that Explain. down. Yeah. Well, what is King Spray? It's is it a? Ah, it's a big can. I think. Ah, it's, I think it's the big, big, big can of spray. It's like. Ah, I'm not sure. Serato oh, is fine if you use it right. The perfect way for a new DJ to mix with the uh, turntables without having to commit to buying records. Okay, King Spray is a VR graffiti. Oh. Oh, VR graffiti game. In VR game. Wow. Yo, VR is pretty cool. I'm not even mad okay. at VR. Yo, like, I went to a VR club once. I know it sounds like whatever. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a bunch yeah. of avatars what? in the room. And I was in this very room, and I was trying to dance and shit. And so some people have two hand headsets, so you can see the little hands moving. Some people only have one, so it'd be like a <laughs> floppy hand, and then the other hand was moving and shit. What? Um, yeah, Zavanel knows. Yeah. He saw this coming. <laughs> Notes. Oh wow! Topic of VR. VR. Talking about VR to rappers. <laughs> Uh, oh my God. He literally spent the whole pandemic talking to VR about. I did. I really did do that. In fact, I'm only not oh, doing man. that now because I only helped me started the show after like we took a little hiatus post like pandemic to go rap in real life. Yeah. But, you know, VR is just in a weird place right now, so there's no good updates, and it's like now I'm pushing Twitch again heavy because, weirdly, Twitch makes more sense. Twitch and Discord. And then when VR is lit again, it's that but in VR. So it's the same mechanisms. It's just that people have headsets. And if you're like a lonely person in Iowa and shit, like VR could be really good for your social life. If you live in Montreal, go to Blue Dog. It's free, and they have cheaper drinks than other places. (laughs) Shout out to the blue dog. Yo, bro, I seen DJ Premier. Was it DJ? I think, yeah, DJ Premier at Blue Dog. Nah, no, t- I think I'm bugging because I saw DJ Cut Killer. He's a friend and, and they know about him. Magnanimous and Ray Ray didn't know about him. Cut Killer from, uh, from France. Ay, ay, ay. In 2004, 5 max at Blue Dog. Yo, Blue Dog's been there for, for, for a while, man. Yo, Blue Dog. It's been, she was. I got all love for Blue Dog. Because, mm-hmm. like, I never went to Blue Dog before COVID. Not even one time. Man, first time was 15 years ago. Man. It was like this. The bar was a little bit different, but, <laughs> yo, what is it? It's like a mem- VIP card. I got a VIP Blue Dog card Yo, now. we have a VIP Blue Dog card. Oh, my Lord. I don't know when it cuts off, but, like, I don't pay for Blue Dog events. Oh. I just, like, if I pay, it's because I'm, like, I'm being nice. Free entry. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I just oh, walk up and I'm like, because that's how much I was at Blue Dog in the last year of my life that I got wow. a card. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, man. So you like in the 08 era and shit, you get involved in battles and Word Up is the beginning of the battle scene. Yeah, and bro. you are battling at that point. 
man, that would take like three hours just to talk about all the years after that 2009 uh, first battle. Yeah, man. I, f- I figured it was going to be more than one of these interviews. My Yo, dear. bro. Yeah, man. The 2009 era and afterwards, uh, everything that, that, that I experienced was... People need to know that battle is something that is, is it it will not allow you to sleep properly. You will be really into it, like your whole life depends on it. Because battle is a competition, and it's a poetry competition in a certain way. It's the- theatrical. It's there's humor as well. So it's like everything is on you. It's a a cappella. You don't have any. You don't have your guys. You don't have a beat. It's you. We are listening to you. Do your stuff. So it, and then there were there were the forums and people dissing, people talk shitting, and people saying stuff about my looks and stuff. And it, it could affect a guy, <laughs> and it affected me, but in a good way as well. I was always like, oh yeah, you motherfuckers are saying that. Okay, I'm gonna use that to write a line just to spit it in your fucking face it was amazing it was amazing just to get some hate about some stuff and i would use those disses and those things and make double entendre with this and then put it back into and through their face in another battle so it was that for 15 years (laughs) for no we're 20 so 14 years now that's crazy of battle yeah, I know. Yeah. We'll definitely have to to follow up with a bunch of the battling. There's also your whole music career that happened in the last decade because you've been active. Like, yeah, to me, True. like the goal is to get the life story of people, however long it takes, with all the tangents, yo, and like make it a vibe. Because I don't know that other people are gonna do this. Because I mean, I don't even write questions ahead of time, bro. <laughs> bro, it's a entire thing is just. Oh, you said that? What about yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it has to be natural like that, man. I agree, one hundred percent, man. Yeah, yeah, witness is a young OG. He's kind Thank of you, a mid middle aged OG. Yeah, soon. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy to think about this, well. Um, oh yeah. man, I I haven't seen those years pass, man. Just to say it like that, it was. It never stopped. It never stopped. Never, never, never stopped. You never quit one time. Never. You've never taken like uh taken off for two years and come back or anything. Not even. Bro, that's a big flex. <laughs> it is. But people would say, Oh no, I th- I took four and a half years without battling from two thousand because after were, forty were two thousand music? Yeah, well, exactly. You didn't take time. No, exactly. From battle, just from the battle. Yeah. Four and a half years. Still I was, out there doing it. Yeah. Cause I I I've been to Europe and afterwards to Africa to battle. And then I said I think I think I will take um, retirement. I will be I will I will retire after Madagascar battle, the 14th my 14th battle. I was like I think I've done it all, but after for a few years I was like oh, I I I didn't do it all. I need to come back. That's fair. Plus battles got mad interesting. No, I mean you don't do it all if you never come back. You never came right. back. You need to come back from retirement. To have a fully <laughs> a full career, you need to come back from retirement. So that that's a key part. You have to retire, and, and then you come back. back. Yeah, because it's no, it's a challenge. I mean, you, you not not money wise or career wise. Just like for the challenge, like, are you able to come back after four years? If you're able to do it, 
shout out. I mean, and I think I was able to do it. And I'm really glad about it because I worked really hard for it. And it was amazing to do that. Just to come back, man. To say, oh, yeah, guys. You, 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 I'm back, baby. <laughs> that was really nice. This, I can assure you that. All I know is people liked your performance. And I did not catch your bars at the last <laughs> battle. Like, I remember standing behind the stage with Buds. And he's like, yo, do you understand this? And I'm like... I'm trying, but no, not really. I'm, I'm not really following this. Like, I'm I got, trying. like, the occasional line, and I'd watch the crowd freak the fuck out. I'm watching, like, Ruby Rizzle freak out over bars, and I'm like... I'm glad to hear that, man. I'm glad you're freaking out over bars. <laughs> it's <laughs> but, nice. This is nice about this is nice about battles. Man. Like, the charisma is, like, dope. Y'all are, like, came at it. It looked like everything it was supposed to look like. But I'm like, man... I could not for the life of me tell you who won. I didn't even understand Felix's judgments and shit. Like, Felix, yeah. I like met him. Felix, yeah. So, like, um, it was, you know, it's, it's, it's a shame. One day we'll look at the Google shit, plug it in the background, subtitles. Yeah, with the AI. Yeah. We need AI That's in real time. Yo, oh, are you, man. like, working on any music at this point? Always, bro. Always. I'm, yo, Ray Ray. We're uh, we're working on the on the EP. I'm working uh, on an EP with Ray Ray. Ray Ray is providing beats and ideas, and it's yo Ray Ray saying that I'm the young OG. That's what's up. Of course, saying that is a hundred percent. Facts. That's crazy, man. R.I.P. till I'm R.I.P. Yeah, R.A.P. till I'm R.I.P. Yo, that's that's for sure, man. That's for sure. Yeah, bro. I've been yo. I have a lot of projects that's gonna come out, man. It's a blessing. I have a projects in a few months is gonna come out, and I'm not even talking about the Ray Ray project. It's a it's a battle ish project. So every uh, diss tracks that I've done for battles or related to battles or featureings that I've done with other battle rappers that were like in a battle mode and uh, battles on beat as well because I've done a, a lot of uh, beat battle battles on beats. So uh, those uh, I've remixed a, a few of them because there have been a, there was a, a few of them that was on known beats like a Jizza beat and I, so yeah that that's gonna be that project and I I, I like to to release some projects that is uh, original or that not a because I never seen a project like that like a battle project on beat so I'm I'm really really glad to release that and there's the EP with uh, Ray Ray and I have also a double CD that I didn't release in 2017. And it was a big, big part of my life. That 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 part was hard, man, because I, I've been working f on a double album, and I was about to release it in 2017. And I was not down with the sound and everything. The mixes and the mastering took me a lot. It was like a, a year and a half, and trying to figure out and pay people and try to do it by myself to mix. And after after that, I said like, I I will not release that album. I I I I started working on a monkey album and working mm -hmm. on the sec uh, third album of Kitudub and then I said this double album that I worked on for four years I need to put it aside and maybe I'll go I'll come back to it so now it's the time just to just to finish every just to master the songs and put them out so I will put that this album out this year or maybe Let's early go. 2004 the 2024 yeah I'm really glad about it. And I will put the, 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 the it will be seven, 2017 on Spotify because I, 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 I had also all the visuals for the promotion with the, it was April 2017, uh, April 17th of 2017, blah, blah. Anyways, that, that project will come out. 
Yo, DJ Ray Ray, I don't remember it offhand, but I did have this, like, my Bridge the Gap episode with him, and he definitely talks about it, but I don't remember it. Can you repeat that? What's his heritage, like, ethnicity? Ray Ray? No, Monkey. Monkey's uh, totally the uh, native Quebecer. He's a Quebecer. Both, both, both parents. Right. And I like what he's saying, Ray Ray, about, about Monkey, man. Yo, Monkey's my my guy. Look, I'm I'm his I'm his his uh, right hand, and he's my. No, I like. Yeah, we're we're really close. Monkey, man. the first time I saw Monkey freestyle, like like where I knew who he was, like it was the end of the week, barbecue that happened in the middle of COVID, and I went to that shit. And I saw Monkey Freestyle, and I never I was, felt... I'm pr- pretty sure I was there. It's possible. I was so afraid to freestyle. I felt so awkward trying to butt in. I felt dumb. <laughs> I knew I was trash. I didn't know. And I, I literally, because of that day, started practicing the freestyle. Wow. Because I then got connected with End of the Week in New York. Oof. And uh, got to be ready for this, which was basics. Actually, shut up basics for that plug. That Boom. plug, he went, I know that. That should change my life because that ended up leading to my show perspectives with my man, Dutch Vega from Grand Time Era. And now he linked me to like, you know, a lot of shits. Like, I had wow, I shout out to our, basics. Man. Our first episode because of that plug was Iron Solomon. Mm. So imagine you're just doing like Rico Blocks. I don't, no disrespect, but you're doing Rico Blocks and a few people, and then like two months later, it's Iron Solomon. It's crazy. And they were like, what the fuck is my life? But yeah, <laughs> so, um, but Basics... Yo, uh, it's, it's nice, man. Basics All that linked love me with Monkey. EO Dub New York. He didn't put mm. me... Actually, no. Basics is the one who peer pressured me to fucking care about End of the Week Quebec. I ran into him at Makeway at the opening of Makeway at the current location wow. at that party. I didn't really know him. We had like connected but we never mm. really met and he told me about end of the week and yeah so see but i have to say monkey's freestyling was at such a level where Man. like yo my freestyles were garbage garbage now they're like sort of trash unless the occasional one where i feel inspired and then sometimes i kill it but no i'm i'm not a freestyler like that man it's crazy because that 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 life man and <coughs> there there have been so many moments like you, you, you were talking about freestyling and with, with my man Monkey and other people as well. But Monkey, just for for an example, freestyling in the city, in the streets of Montreal, in all types of scenarios, and we have so many moments like that. And nobody, everybody was too high or too drunk or too into it to pop a phone. You know, there's a lot of moments. Of freestyle moments and a lot of MCs know and you know as well but Monkey is one of the guys that's gonna he's gonna take just a few people and bring something and just just have a concept in his in his freestyle and it, it will turn up because the freestyle is so good and he's talking and basics as well but they're, they're 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 kings of freestyle man those guys man they're able yeah, to do man. so many things like, it's I, i've seen so many things man uh, like lot, i went to this this so Murrow many freestyles shit, where like the the Murrow fest thing that uh dolo joe dolo was throwing there astrid collective or whatever some monkeys there he's painting everybody's rapping then monkey rapped and it was just like everyone and the basics had just gone and shit too and <laughs> Yeah. Monkey made I know disrespect to basics. Yeah. Monkey just took it to a level where everybody sorry Space Mandela, sorry everybody else that was there. <laughs> wow. Monkey Shout took it Space to Man. a level 
<laughs> where like no it was different yeah he's, Cause, different, yo, he's different monkey wasn't yeah. monkey has a sense of spatial awareness i think with the crowd True. where he knows when to be a rapper and he knows when they ain't gonna fucking understand what you're doing so he starts rapping about love and really simple concepts that an audience want to hear about when they're at a fucking basically glorified flea market Yo, shout out to the guys, man. Nah, I really uh, fucks yeah, with yeah. that. I fucks with them all. Yeah. Like, but yeah, no, the inspirational yeah. shit. Like, Monkey, and then he just fucking will do it right after painting a whole thing live in your face. He's uh, he's practicing a lot, man, so he's on point. Uh, it's just, But shout out to him because also uh, I've been pressured by him. Like, yo, because when he's freestyling, he's like, yo, witness, and then I'm going to pass it to witness. I'm like, yo, bro. I was not into freestyle today, but now there's a beat. There's people watching me, and because of you, okay, I'm going to freestyle. And it's a good thing. Always I'm like, yo, thank God he, he pressured me for it, man, because afterwards it's, it's, you're, you're, you're happy about it. Anyways, it's, it's mm. challenges. Freestyle is a real Logics challenge. Logics is a monster, too. We got Sorry, Don, Don Lennon. We should go with the current artist name. Don Lennon. Now it's a, it's a, it's his arse. Yeah, his, yeah, it's uh, formerly Urban Logics. Now it's Don Lennon. I mean, okay, shout out Don Lennon. Um, he changed that up at a certain point. Yo, just to add context, DJ Magnanimous, uh, Lindell is a Patreon and pays me money so that I talk about the albums he wants me to talk about, and he has lots of fun. Although he made us listen to Sade and a bunch of girls pulled up. So, shout out Lindell. It's true that Magnanimous is uh, in uh, the same collective as Monkey. They started, man, in uh, yeah. yo, in 08, but I, I think it's even before 08, man. But, yo, anyways, it's it's a while ago. It's 15 years ago, man. Yeah, I know. They've it's been doing so crazy much. Crazy history. So much, man. You got to have DJ Magnanimous on the show. But, yo, some Absolutely. of these people, I don't know disrespect to you, but, like, I'm trying to keep it alive right now. But, really, I want to be doing this in a bar with a full-ass live audience and motherfuckers True, pay ten dollars to get in, so I can offer whoever's here a bag, and then also get Bro, a bag. Bro, that's a great idea, but man. Logistically, it's a, it's a business uh, finding venues in post COVID is a nightmare. Yo, it's it's possible, everybody. Yo, there's yo, you, 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 you think about it for real. We'll we'll talk about it, man. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. it's definitely doable. Yeah. It's just one of them ideas that I got to do it right, right? It's got to be mm -hmm. sustainable, and I think it needs to be done with other podcasts so that it's not just all entirely on me doing the burden. And with a collaborative yeah. effort of, like, even, like, even, like, the Loop Sessions people or whoever it is, like, whatever group of people can get a bunch of motherfuckers that are down to sit in chairs. Yeah, in a bar. You need a bar. But with chairs. Yeah. Like a pub. A pub, yeah, a pub yeah, yeah. They're doing this in that um, West Shefford. I've done one uh, an album launch over there, and uh, they're they're doing this every not every first Sunday of the month. Mm. The scratch sessions. DJ Manzo, Magnanimous, maybe was there. Uh, DJ Nerve, blah blah. Anyways, no, no, it's it's it's, it's certainly possible. Bro. But then to me, it's just got to be that all the podcasts go to the same spot so that people know that's the podcast spot. That's a super great idea. Just to let you, you really like th those podcasts should be with. And assistance like the the all of them i mean it's gonna be yours that your podcast will be in front of an assistance bro we need this no we like, need I, this. Don't, I don't want to do all this shit alone that's why half my ideas don't because you, know, you, you start like, doing everything alone and you're like it's mentally exhausting yeah you know, true, i already true, have true. to throw i'm now an event plan i'm a promoter I never wanted to be a promoter. I spent my entire <laughs> motherfucking career avoiding this. I hate it. It is my least favorite thing I've ever had to do. But if I want the show to go the way I want the show to go, 
then I have to put up the fucking money and organize the motherfucking show and all that shit. <clears throat> but um, I'll show you stuff, man. DJ Org, you were, you were talking about DJ Org. Shout yeah, out shout to out DJ Org. You know why? Because he had a, a radio show called uh, Solar Corner. Do you remember that? No. Solar Corner. I, I met Horg. You would exist be, in my life for all of like three months. You would months. be amazed <laughs> to see what was going on. I mean, they had a, a, a radio show and they, there were three cameras. It, it was recorded before an assistance. And it was like just a banquette of a, a club called the Groove Nation. Groove Society It was mm. once. It's like Mont Royal and Saint Denis. Anyways, and it was, li it was live and three cameras. So like... Camera one, camera two, camera three, camera one, and they, they, they've done like uh, maybe 20 episodes. And afterwards, they were just like, okay, uh, two years after, okay, we've done, uh, we've done enough. And we were there drinking beers, buying well, stuff at the bar. every week and then have it be costing $10 at the door. And then Good I idea, know I bro. could get, because you know, unfortunately, like you said, I don't know if you said it on camera. I think you said it off, but a lot of rappers want to get paid to do interviews. So, unfortunately, and yo, there's certain people of a certain tier where dead ass, they're right. I need them more than they need me right now. I mean, yeah, it was... should be more mutual, but certain people, they're just of a reputational place. I'm not going to name names or whatever, but there's at least a couple people who they know who I am. But mm -hmm. they're like, when I'm ready to need you, then I'm ready. Otherwise, you need me and I'm not interested. Yeah. It's you have to have a. I mean, they have to have the love for the culture, and it's it's about relations as well. We connected a few times, and I had respect for, you and I still have respect for you, obviously, and what you're doing, and I like it, man. And it's it's uh, so you know, as you said, you said previously as well. There's so many artists you can't have in the mall. I mean, it's, so it's gonna be like connections, and I and I respect what you do. It's I'm interested in that. It it works. You're from the same. Okay, let's do it. Nah? This is, yeah, this is it. Time. Yeah, yeah is once it. I could be in front of a bar, that's when I'm going to get up certain people. Like, yo, I yeah. know I could get certain yeah. folk who are on the show right that's now. That's a good idea, bro. But, like, I also don't want it to be, like, the, the bad experience. Like, I've had it where I've had name names, and then three people are on the chat, and it's so embarrassing. Yeah. Like, I don't know how I put it. It's like, <laughs> nobody pulled up for this guy. Shout out to Menzo and the Scratch Sunday Sessions. Yeah, right. absolutely. Shout out to Prez One as well, Crazy MC. Yeah, Prez One is really good. He is. I met him through yeah. that end of the week kid shit, to be honest. Yo, Prez One started battle, a couple of battles just a few months before me, man. And he, he it was hard for him because he was with, it was a two against two. And they got mashed. Like, they got really, they, they got killed by a... Two South Shore guy really prepared for that 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 battle stuff, and we were talking about like what it has like um, as an effect, and I know it, it it fucked a lot of people's lives, man. Battle rap, bro. <laughs> you gotta be ready. That that that's for sure, man. And I'm really glad that battle rap didn't hit me like other people uh, been hit by. I mean, I don't really know how to say it, I don't know how to phrase that, but uh, I'm glad that after all those battles, I'm. I'm okay. I can see that. Yo, Battle Rap's a weird community. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. It's just yeah. a community where you effectively spend your time thinking about all the ways you can fuck up your friends <laughs> and your enemies, but also your friends with yeah. words. And yeah. then the logic of a battle rapper is super similar to that of a stand-up comic. So it's True. joke logic. And that's not 
real life logic so i've mm. seen it happen where battle rapper logic gets used in real life arguments and it's like hold on hold on it doesn't work that's not you're right <laughs> uh, if this is a battle but real yeah. life has a level of oh, humaning yeah. that happens in the middle here that's different than the competitive <laughs> sport of battle rap logic and i say that with all love and respect because yo when it's done with finesse it's there yeah but it's also a real thing comics do the same shit Comics yeah. be applying stand-up comic joke logic to real-life arguments in your life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yo, it's been three hours and 50. Facts. Yo, as you said, man. Yeah. Sheesh. He's like, yeah, no, I, I, we could wrap that up a bit. It Maybe on a while, man. A little but bit, it's nice. A little bit later on. But I told him three hours. He's like, two hours is a good amount of time. And I'm like, watch. Watch True what that. happens. You're right, man. And it's because, yo, if it's a good conversation with good people, I, you know, my job is to know when to pause your timeline and make sure that the story has man, we, a need for a part two. We can talk about hip hop for, for, for days. Facts. But you've also seen a lot of shit where your expertise and uh, subject matter and history and knowledge and et cetera, et cetera, adds a different weight than like even myself talking about it. I can come at you with what I see in the 2023 landscape of my little person. I could tell you a lot about St. Laurent's rappers. <laughs> like and just, I cannot. Just that one streets rappers. I could tell you a lot about it, but like, no, 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 there's a, you know, like, yeah. so like, otherwise I don't have that history. So having you come through and share with us everything and tell us about your experience is just a big blessing to me. And Thank I'm, you, man. It's a pleasure. I'm glad that you stuck around and did it, you know? Came through with his beers like he was ready to fucking come. <laughs> I don't drink on Bro. this shit because it would be a big mistake. But, <laughs> um, yeah, no. All of your Respect socials and shit is what? Wit witness underscore KOD? Yeah, for k to do underscore KOD or witness.KOD. Yeah, witness. Or if, you, you, if you, you're looking for the battles, just witness and battles on YouTube. You're going to find everything. There's mm. a, there's you a lot have a verse stuff. tracker? Yeah, bro, sure. Yeah, big, yeah. Yeah, I've, I found out that I was maybe the 16th uh, battle rapper, francophone battle rappers uh, with the views. Nice. In in a Franco in, in Canada, I think so, 16th. I'm like, I, I'm good with that number. Okay. Yeah, man. And there, I know that there's a few battles that are not listed, but it is what it is. Bro, bro. that's still hard. You spend, yeah. you know, most importantly... You've been rapping for over two decades. True that. Putting out music the whole time. True that. Say what you will. If I had a fancy golden flower, I'd give you your flowers like I'm married. <laughs> Thank you, my man. That's some Yo. hard shit right there. Your and shut it's, up. It's and nonstop. We're, we're continuing, man. Yo, and I appreciate all of y'all watching this for real, cause like, yo, ten people, <laughs> Ray, ten Ray. people for this long, yo, it's been a hot minute since I seen numbers like that for an interview. So I really hope y'all come back next Monday. Yeah, cause like, yo, this show can only really stay alive if y'all also participate in the vibe. The numbers go up. Oh, Jelly Bean, I think I. Uh, anyway, um, thank you guys. I just the numbers go up. It helps everybody. True. I, anyway, and it, what it really does is it incentivizes other motherfuckers that you want to see on the show um, to come on the show because, um, yeah, I, I did. It, it clicked. It clicked in a second who Jelly Bean might be. Um, but, like, uh, yeah, so all that to say, it means a lot. Also, patreon.com slash behind that suit. For real, like, I'm going to change the prices soon. Lindell, you'll stay at your legacy shit. Shout out Enigmatic. Um, Y'all could get album reviews hella cheap right now. That's going to change. 
it's gonna change. I'm gonna say it like one last time for the peoples, but like, yo, it's now. But if you really want to support and then get us to talk about your shit, it's good for your press kit because a lot of y'all <laughs> don't have reviews like that. It's a fact. You want you want quotables on your your fucking press kit. Yeah, true that. So if, I need some. Yeah. If y'all want me to oh, do it in writing, though, it's a whole other bag. That's all I'm trying to say. So these whole industries, how we build it up, <laughs> and you can show love like that, and then we can keep doing things like this and grow it up to the next level. True. Anyway. Like, subscribe, comment. Thanks to all the people watching it. Make sure to follow Witness and all that, you know, support him. If you're in the city, you'll come out to the events. And end of the day, I don't know what else to say in this moment. I could probably rant forever. I did drink a fat coffee before this hand, so it did keep me buzzing. But on that note, y'all, live long Respect. and prosper, everyone. Thanks for the follow, Enigmatic. Mm -hmm.